is the Monty hey. Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find the Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hi. Yes, it sounds like my actual self, the Monty Show. <laughs> As always, presented by the advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Make sure you find them at theadvocates.com or you can chat with an attorney live online for free. The advocates are partnering with the Road Home once again to provide things like coats, jackets, gloves, hats, and blankets to the unsheltered community. You guys, it's wintertime in America. It is not warm in most corners of this country. And I ask you again, and I know we've asked you a lot. I ask you again to find a dollar, five dollars, a thousand dollars, whatever you have, whatever's between the couch cushions, and hit the the advocates on Venmo or donate to the the uh, show. And the advocates on Venmo are advocates donations. Advocates donations, a hundred percent of your donation goes to the road home to support unsheltered communities as they start their drive to collect coats, jackets, gloves, hats, and blankets. If you're a Utahan, uh, please feel free to go into any of their offices in Ogden, Murray, or American Fork and drop off coats, jackets, gloves, hats, and blankets. The Advocates partnering with the Road Home once again. The technical glitches were happening right off the top of the show. <laughs> we went to talk, and it sounded like I was talking like this. <laughs> It was a, it was amazing, you know, like hello, hello. and and for some reason they're talk now. Hello, there, hey, hello. look at that! Like, what is Dude, going uh, on? You need to enter the launch codes or something here. What man. is Come going on. on? Absolutely bizarre. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to work on the biggest story in sports, and I think this is an absolute shocker: Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. Uh, according to reports, including uh, Pete Thamel at ESPN, who had it first, are reporting that Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are talking about a contract extension that would make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach in the history of the Big Ten at $11 million a year. He would be the second highest paid coach in college football, second only to Nick Saban in Alabama. I find this to be stunning. And the maybe the most stunning part of it is Jim Harbaugh has not signed the extension because he wants to remove a, a clause from the contract that would prevent him from going to the NFL this year or next year. We are told that Jim Harbaugh, according to our sources, looks at the NFL as a parachute should he be suspended for the year by the NCAA I think this is a shocking, shocking move by Michigan. Jake, are you surprised? I'm not particularly surprised that this is Jim Harbaugh's stance. I mean, clearly the guy is is in a place where, you know, he knows that the NCAA is coming for him and he knows, just like we all know, that that, that punishment is going to be severe. And 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 I think that Jim is someone who, you know, wants to do whatever he wants to do and and hope hope for the best when it comes to the, you know, the the circumstances of that or the ramifications of that, the consequences, you know, the discipline that's coming to him for what he did. And so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he's trying to get the clause removed uh, that prevents him from going to the NFL this year or next. That's not 
surprising. But what I do think is surprising is the idea that, you know, Michigan wants to make him, uh, you know, one of the highest paid coaches in college football. And, and the reason that's surprising to me is because you're really making a statement. You're, you're really sitting here saying that, that you believe he's one of the best head coaches in college football. When the reality of the situation is, is that he's, he's, he may have a, a pretty winning football club this year, but, but he's also been scandal ridden. He's also been one of the most in trouble coaches we've seen in recent times. And so as far as Michigan is concerned, I'm just not sure that it's worth it. I, I mean, isn't it only worth it if you win a national championship? And yes, I understand you're in the college football playoff and you're competing and everything's great, but but ultimately, the biggest thing here is that if you don't win a national championship, is he really worth all the trouble? And I don't think he 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 particularly is. I, I, I look at other names and and they've won natties. You know, even Dabo at this point has has national champion championships. So that's why I say I'm just not quite sure from Miss Michigan's side of this thing that this is a hundred percent worth the reported $11 million per year that you want to sign him to. Yeah, I think it is surprising. You look at these numbers. Uh, these numbers were updated November 1st. Uh, Nick Saban makes 11.4. Hell, Dabo Sweeney, uh, you'll remember, uh, in October defended his $10.9 million salary to fans who were questioning if he was overpaid. I mean, you're talking about paying Jim Harbaugh on the on the the level of guys like Kirby Smart and Dabo Sweeney, who've won national championships. Nick Saban, uh, arguably the greatest coach in the history of college football, and this is a guy who's been caught red-handed, cheating, and he has been sitting at the top of a program that is facing multiple significant NCAA and FBI investigations, and it is stunning to me that Michigan, who I believe, and we've told you on this show, Michigan is well aware that Jim Harbaugh is likely facing a year-long suspension uh, that will not just take place on game days next season. This is this is a, a thing where Michigan football is in real trouble with the NCAA, and you want to make the guy who is responsible for all of those violations the highest-paid football coach in the history of the Big Ten. That is stunning to me for a guy who has not won a national championship, who has not won um, the way that you would think that Michigan with one of the finest law schools in the country, ethically speaking, would want to win. Signed Steeler guy. Like it is, it is shocking to me that Michigan just seems to ignore all of his transgressions. Like, and, and maybe I'm just sitting here from my, 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 you know, Tower of awesomeness. Like, am I am I making too much out of Jim Harbaugh's violations? I don't think you're making too much out of the violations. I I, I think what's hard to understand is why Michigan is so, you know, just hot to trot to get this deal done. And I guess maybe that's not fair to say that because you got you all remember like a month ago or six weeks ago, you know, it was like, oh my God, they're gonna sign him to this deal, you know, and it's gonna happen before the Big Ten discipline comes down and yada, 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 and yet we've been on delay. So maybe they haven't been in as much of a rush, but I do think that that the idea that the season's not even over yet and you're finalizing this thing uh, is, is very interesting timing. I would have thought from Michigan's side of this thing, you'd have wanted this done much sooner than, than now. I mean, at this point, it's December 7th, and if Jim knows what the discipline is uh, coming from the NCAA, 
he's already got his bag packed and his office packed up. I, I mean, that's if I'm Jim Harbaugh, that's where I'm at with it. So, you know, I, I just think it's very interesting timing. And if you're Jim Harbaugh, I don't know that you're signing a deal that prevents you from going to the NFL. That to mm. me is, I just don't, I don't know why you would do that, especially knowing that the NFL very much turns a blind eye to any college indiscretion. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think you look at where Jim Harbaugh is, and, and I will remind you that Jim Harbaugh has admitted to level one and level two recruiting violations during the COVID dark period, for which he took a self-imposed nine-hour suspension the first three weeks of the season. Because again, he was a, he, you know, suspended himself and he was able to prepare the team during the week and just could not be with the team on game day, you know, uh, which is what Michigan did with him and the Big Ten did with him for the sign stealing um, scandal at Michigan, the final three regular season games of the year. You, you look at what he did there, he had negotiated a four week suspension with the NCAA, who broke all kinds of precedent and made public statements, the Committee on Infractions saying, yeah, this is not good enough. We are not going to accept your your, your four-game suspension. We will handle this in the offseason. And by most people's accounts, Jim Harbaugh was, was looking at a half-season suspension in 2024. And then all of the revelations about you know, whatever went on with Matt Weiss, um, who is now currently being investigated, as is Michigan football by the FBI, uh, you have that computer fraud thing that encompasses multiple victims across state lines. And then, of course, the Connor Stallion sign-stealing soap opera, uh, the scandal, I think that's been the story of the year in college football, uh, the the nine-hour suspension that Jim Harbaugh drew because of that from the Big Ten. Um, they went to court, as you'll remember, and then at the 11th hour decided to withdraw the request for a uh, temporary restraining order so that he could coach the final three weeks of the year uh, because new evidence that was supposedly damning and overwhelming was presented by the NCAA to the Big Ten who shared it with Michigan. I mean, this is a guy that, Again, I, and I think this is a really important point. Jim Harbaugh, nor Michigan, has ever denied that he did any of the things he is accused of. They've never denied it. Mm -hmm. They've never denied the, the, the COVID allegations. They've never denied overworking his coaches. They've never denied that his coaches were watching workouts on Zoom. They've never denied that there was a sign-stealing operation uh, in the football department this year. They've never denied any of this. And yet you want to hand him the richest contract in the history of the Big Ten. It, it, I mean, it is wild to me that that Michigan, an institution of this esteem and respect nationally, with a law school that is damn near second to none, that has put out some of the best legal minds in the history of law in the United States, just is going to overlook all of these trans transgressions, all of these ethical violations, all of these NCAA violations, the dishonesty, the the deception, the fraud that was was being accused by the FBI against Michigan. Like this is remarkable.
For what? For what a guy happens? for a guy before sign stealing allegations who never beat Ohio State and is never going to beat Alabama. I uh, well just want to point that out. We'll find out. I think Michigan football is very good. I think they are they are they are they are very very good. Yeah, I I disagree that they have any type of business playing this game with Alabama. I I think that Michigan hasn't seen a quarterback as good. I don't think they've seen a defense as good. And furthermore, I don't think any team in the Big Ten has the mentality of the SEC. And and I think that's the biggest difference is that Michigan has won many games, including Ohio State, uh, by just simply wanting it more, being more physical, being more, being the bigger team. You know, and and I don't think that uh, you're going to have those advantages against an SEC team that's looking to come out. And if you think Nick Saban isn't very much aware of what's going on with your team this year, if you think that that he's not, you know, looking to looking to prove a point and looking to be the guy that sent you home, looking to be the guy that's immune to sign stealer guy. Yeah, I think Nick Saban it wants to be that guy. So I'm not I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, I think Michigan's got a great shot. I think they'll compete. Obviously, they're not getting blown out by Alabama. No, but I think it's going to be very similar, if not a little worse than what Bama did to Georgia. You, re- we're really going to sit here and say that Michigan's a better team than Georgia is. I think Michigan's on par. I think the biggest issue for Michigan is they don't score on the level of of an Alabama. They don't. I think it's going to be very difficult for them to run the football the way they have this entire year against Alabama's defense, which is phenomenal. Uh, I think Free Harbaugh is not one of the best quarterbacks in the country, uh, and playing at the top of his game, I don't, I don't know that he is going to be incredibly effective. Uh, or maybe they just play the way they played against Iowa. I have no idea trying to control the clock, but I think it's going to be very difficult for Alabama uh, or for Michigan to operate against Alabama. But I think all of that to say, I have a lot of respect for those kids on that football team. Um, but I mean, you look at, you know, there was a. Uh, uh, you know, this Buckeye blog that released this photo today um, of hand signal signs from the Ohio State game last year mm-hmm. where Michigan coaches had all the signals in their hands on laminated cards. Like, it's hard to overlook this. It is hard to overlook this. Now, did, did that matter in this year's game? It didn't matter at all. It did not matter at all. Whether they knew the signs or not, Michigan was a better football team than Ohio State. Absolutely. That doesn't, that doesn't, you know, remove the idea that Michigan is responsible for the antics of its head football coach. And I, I have a lot of problems when when we're, we're, we're talking about the University of Michigan. This is not just some fly-by-night truck driver school. Mm-hmm. It's the University of Michigan, one of the finest institutions in the country. Which is why it's surprising they tried to defend themselves the way they did. You know, the idea that, you know, you would say that there's massive injustice and no due process. And then, you know, you completely backed out of going to court. And like, you know, just all this, just the antics of Michigan are really surprising to me. And and, it, and it's what I what we were talking about yesterday with like, you know, the, the Florida State fans angle or any, yeah. any of this stuff. Like, oh, my God, we're victims you know, all this injustice, even though no rules are broken and there was no injustice. And, and I think that's, what's troubling to me is that Michigan, like, like if you follow like Michigan hockey or Michigan basketball, certainly, or any of their other sports inside their athletic department, they're outstanding. They're, they're very good. They play, they play with a lot of respect. Like they're, they're doing it the right way. And, and, And so it's so surprising to me 
that we see a bit of a departure from Michigan when it comes to football, considering that you are a big school, considering that you're not in the place that several other schools in the landscape are where you have to have the football money to be, you know, to even survive. I mean, yeah, yeah, the football money is crucial to any athletic department, but Michigan's not going to, you know, close its doors tomorrow if they have a a five-win season. You're still going to have all the ad money, the TV money. Like, you're still going to be fine. So, so that's why I say it just surprises me that you're so committed to someone who, who, while yes, gets you Big Ten championships and you know gets you gets you some of those accolades, is not, in my opinion, making all the trouble worthwhile. That's what's always yeah, surprising. It, it, it's tough. It is. It is very difficult. And I, I would love to get your thoughts in the comments section. Uh, right here on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at Bucked Up, BuckedUpEnergy.com. We do it every day at this time. We tell you, man, Bucked Up, it's what powers the show. I, I, I swung a golf club this morning 200 times. And I woke up this morning. I had a rough night of sleep last night. You know when you just wake up and you don't feel like you slept great? What did I do this morning? First thing, got out of bed, got dressed, went down to the kitchen, popped a buckshot that I had in my refrigerator, had one of the best driving range sessions I've had. We're getting ready to go down to Copper Rock uh, in Southern Utah this weekend to play some golf. Um, Really working on my swing. And I give Bucked Up a lot of credit because I felt great. I feel great when when I pop a buckshot. It powers us through the rest of the show. That's why every day at this time, 15 minutes into the show, hour number one, we say cheers to you, friends. This buckshot going down. And there it is. And it tastes good too. This is watermelon. I'm a huge fan of the Blue Raz. Get yourself six free buck shots in the description of the show below. There's a link. They'll send six free buck shots right to your front door. Uh, I would remind you that Bucked Up has award winning pre workouts. You know, I work out four or five times a week every morning. Usually I get up at 5 a.m., head to the gym. The pre workouts are the best. I'll tell you, there's six-point creatine. If you're a creatine fan, it's all good. Get 20% off your entire order at buckedup.com. Use a promo code Monty. All right, let's see who's in today. Uh, first one in, Aaron Wilson, gifting a membership to the Monty. Let's go, show. Aaron. Thank you. Appreciate that, as always. Uh, Hero75 for $5. Michigan's leadership is hoping that when the NCAA punishment comes down, they can play the victim card to the fan base and say the NCAA is after Jim. But here's the, the point, and here's the question I have. And, and I'm I'm certain that passionate Michigan fans who have commented on this show throughout this Jim Harbaugh thing. What is it that Jim Harbaugh has done that you're so enamored with? I need an answer to that question. Because when I when I look at Jim. As a Chicagoan, obviously, you know, I was a big Jim Harbaugh fan growing up. You know, he was good old number four, like a great quarterback for us. You know, the bloody nose, chin thing in Indianapolis. Like, this is a guy that had a sterling reputation. I don't think he has that anymore. This is a guy that's committed multiple level one, level two violations in the eyes of the NCAA. This is a guy looking at probably a year-long suspension in 2024 by most people's opinions. This is a guy that's been caught red-handed in a, in the biggest sign-stealing 
cheating scandal I think we've ever seen in college football. And they haven't denied it. So much so, and again, I point this out, and I don't mean to be redundant. The university bloviated and huffed and puffed about, hey, we're going to blow down the NCAA's house, and the Big Ten sucks, and there's violating a process. We're suing. So much so, you sued. You had Michigan judges, Michigan law alumni, as all of your judges, like you had a road paved to win your, your temporary restraining order, yet you halted the proceedings after the NCAA provided the Big Ten and you with overwhelming evidence to suggest what Michigan was involved in. Um, what are you fighting for? Do you truly believe as the University of Michigan you can't find a more ethical, better, more capable football coach than Jim Harbaugh? Do you really believe that your 13-0 record this year stands on its own merits? Do you really believe your playoff appearance last year is above board and stands on its own achievement? You really believe that? Did you believe that with tattoos at Ohio State? Did you believe that with Pervin Liar at Ohio State? No, you didn't. And you and I know damn well all of your lies about, oh, well, uh, this was Ryan Day's brother's investigation firm um, were not true. So I'm asking you to be objective. What is it you're fighting for with Jim Harbaugh? The guy you know who for the last three years has tried to leave you for the NFL but couldn't get a job offer. The guy who now you're offering him the largest contract in the history of the Big Ten won't sign it because he wants to go back to the NFL. So I'm asking you, what are you hanging on to, Michigan fan? That's that's the one thing that to this day, I don't understand why Michigan fan is so boned over Jim Harbaugh. And I want to, Stay hard. but I don't get it. And maybe it's that he went there. Maybe it's that, you know, you're enjoying the success and you, and maybe... And I don't sure. honestly, I'd almost be cool with it if Michigan fan or anybody associated with Michigan, including Jim, was like, yeah, we enjoy the the us against the world mentality. You know, we enjoy, you know, running our program from that, from that sort of that sort of viewpoint, that sort of vision and perspective. We enjoy that. So, so, you know, we're 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 just gonna keep doing us. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep doing us. And if in, in you know, infer that, hey, if that includes sign stealer guy and cheating and breaking rules and Jim takes the punishment for it, but doesn't really take the punishment for it, then so be it. I, I mean, if that's what it is at Michigan, that's fine. Just say that. I wish someone would just say, yep, you know what? The 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 things that Jim is accused of or being disciplined for, yeah. however you want to word that, right? Like the things that Jim did are not so over the top that we would abandon him. Okay, fine. Just come out and say that because then I can say, yeah, I pretty much disagree with that. And I'm shocked that you would put the prestige and respect of the Michigan nameplate and brand, um, you know, through the ringer like that. Because that's just not, uh, that's not what I grew up knowing Michigan to be. Uh, and I'm not a Michigan fan, but but yeah. I do have respect for the brand. And again, as somebody who covered, and I want to make this very clear, I covered Jim Harbaugh at Stanford and with the 49ers. He's a an excellent head coach for a small amount of time. And that small amount of time has passed at Michigan. This is no different than leaving Stanford. This is no different than bailing on the 49ers. Like, there, there is no difference here. And I, 
I cannot believe that Michigan fan believes you cannot. Are you really telling me you cannot do better than Jim Harbaugh? Man, I have, I have a, I am shocked by that. If you are a Michigan fan and donuts, has Jim admitted to anything? He has not said two words. And I would note, I would note that even in their statements, Jim Harbaugh has not admitted to anything, but he has not denied it either. And Michigan has openly in, in documentation never denied it, nor have they ever stood on the, it didn't happen, Jim didn't know, but never have they, they were strictly pointing at, oh, the, the Big Ten has broken the rules and process. They never, ever, not one time said, oh, we, we didn't do this. This is not true. To the point where Tony Petiti's response to them was, hey, you guys have never denied it. You never denied it. Straight up said to him, like, you know, you guys have never denied this. And, and so that's why I say, hey, it's cool. It's cool. Don't deny it. It's fine. But also, if you're not going to deny it, please don't waste our time and pretend like none of this stuff happened. I would even, honestly, for me personally, I'd even be more content with the idea that you would say, yeah, we did. We perpetrated one of the biggest sign-stealing operations this game's ever seen. And we made a mistake here. This is where we got caught. Yes. Because if we hadn't made this mistake, we'd still be running sign-stealer guy all over the country, and we'd still be dominating the top competition. And that's what I think is so interesting about sort of this story in the big picture. The Michigan Wolverines under Jim Harbaugh hadn't had a chance to play the SEC in the college football playoff yet. And now they're finally getting that opportunity. So if you lose this game against Nick Saban, and let's yes. let's say it's, you know, let's say it's 27-17 or like a, a a very competitive game, but Alabama just controlled it and was the better team, whatever. You didn't get embarrassed, you competed, but they won the game. I, it leaves for me anyway, a taste in my mouth where I'm like, yeah, once again, like I, Jim doesn't win the big game. So what was the point of cheating? But, but see, to me, it's not even that we're not talking about the game anymore. We're not talking about the games. We're talking about Michigan stealing signs. We're talking about Connor Stallion's vacuum business. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a bunch of bullshit when we should be talking about football games. Cause the thing that gets lost here, and this is what sucks Michigan's a very good football team. That's the that's the rub here. Is that Michigan is really really good? They're they're unquestionably, unquestionably the number one team in the country right now. Without nobody even bats an eye at that. Michigan football is really good, and we're talking about stealing signs. That's the problem. We're not talking about thirteen and zero. We're not talking about dominating Ohio State for three years because we don't know if that really happened. We don't know. And, and every time that a, 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 a picture like this comes out, guy. where a Michigan coach has the hand signals for Ohio State on a, a laminated card in his hand with Connor Stallion standing right there in line with, with Jim Harbaugh, this is what we're talking about. You, you, and I think this is why Michigan fan is so arrogant and, and and just so, you know, so defiant because you know you can't deny it anymore. You know you can't. You, it, it is it is no longer, I don't even think it's a question. Even the most passionate of Michigan fan can't quite literally sit here and say, no, we didn't do this. Cheating, lying, and then playing the victim. We didn't do that. Connor Stallions was a rogue agent. 
you, you can't, like, nobody believes that. Nobody believes that. And I point back to the fact that the NCAA rulebook says it doesn't matter who knew. It's the responsibility of a coach to be in control of his staff. Yeah, I, I just would be more impressed if you guys would just own it and be like, yeah, we did this. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, yeah we I, did this. By I the think way, it's... We beat Ohio State without Jim. What are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> I, I, that's what I would be. That's where I would be if I was Michigan fan. Like, let's stop running from it. The documentation's there. The pictures are there. Yeah. I would just say, okay, yeah, you got us. You got us. But by the way, we haven't lost yet. And even though you got us and we didn't have our head coach to a nine-hour suspension, like, we still won the game. So what do you have to say? Yeah. Why isn't Michigan fan taking that stance? At least then I can say, yeah, hey, you know what? Like, you are flipping the bird to the world, but at least you're owning what you did. And you're saying we're not able to do it anymore. And we still beat you. Like, yeah. why are you not saying that? Yeah, I it's just very interesting. That's all. I I I think Jim Harbaugh's in a lot of trouble. I think he's gonna miss a significant amount of the season next next year. And it's just gonna be really interesting to see how this contract thing works out. And again, if you're just tuning into the show, uh Michigan and Jim Harbaugh are working on the richest contract in the history of the Big Ten. And according to Pete Thamel at ESPN and many others. Now, Ross Dellinger, I think, as well. Um, Mandelit at the Atlanta, uh, Athletic. They're saying that the holdup is Jim Harbaugh wants a provision of the contract removed that states he is not allowed to go to the NFL for the next two years. And if, in fact, like, if you're a Michigan fan, is that not just a kick in the nuts? You're giving the guy the second largest contract in the history of college football, the first the largest, the biggest contract in the history of the Big Ten. And he still wants to go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. That's got to be crushing if you're a Michigan fan. Uh, Brian Laguerre gives us $2 to say, honestly, no one cares anymore. Oh, I completely disagree. I completely disagree. The tweets today, I think that the... I absolutely think people care about Michigan in this in this sign stealing Jim. This Jim Harbaugh contract thing is shocking. Mm -hmm. I think it is. At, it, it, why do you think it 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 blew up today? Like it, it's only been around for what ninety minutes, I guess now. Like why do you think it blew up today? Because nobody cares. I I disagree. Uh, Paulo, uh, thank you for the five dollars, Paulo. Uh, FSU fan, what about when Notre Dame beat you in the regular season uh, and you made? it in the playoffs like are we still on that are, are we really still on that Notre Dame our mother D does anybody does anybody care no I that's the one with all due respect Paulo and I appreciate the five dollars thank you you always tip us really well and I thank you for that that's the one where I'm like yeah I just don't care about I don't care about Florida State I think that that is such an open and shut case I think the Oregon State story where like just about every one of their football players is in the portal. That's a story that's worth talking about. Mm -hmm. Michigan, absolutely a story that's worth talking about. Ryan Day. Ryan Day in the in the the quarterback situation. Story worth talking about. Florida State getting not getting screwed in the college football playoff. To me, I think it's asked an answer. I just think it's tired. It, it's just very tired and and I think it's a, a very, you know, emotional topic like it's just so injected with you know pissed off people that i think people are a little tired of talking about it yep um i i think what is the biggest story in college football right now i think it is this super conference story mm -hmm. 
did you guys see the reaction from like major universities, the collectives, like, like people were really, people were really shocked about this. Ross Dellinger had a great piece at Yahoo today about it, where he talked to major college administrators. I think commissioners across college football are pissed. None of them were told about it in advance. And major universities, Baylor's one of them, have questions about, hey, is this something we want? Is this something we want to take part in? Is this something we want to allocate money to? Apparently, the largest collectives in the country got together and had a call about it and said, hey, is this something we want to put our money into? And I think the the loud and overwhelming answer was, yeah, I don't know either. Because I just think there's so much unknown here. And it feels like there was so little communication from Charlie Baker to the, the actual uh, you know people of power, which would be the collectives and the com- conference commissioners. And there was so little communication to those people about this. I think that's the biggest story in college football. Absolutely. And, and I think that the panic that ensued with some of these collectives um, after that memo you know, proposal was set out, I think is really telling as to where people are kind of at on NIL and the portal and just the whole situation. Because again, you know, if you have people who are worried about how much money they have liquid in their, in their collective account, you know, how, how, you know, what's the process going to look like? Like, you know, just all these questions about like, Hey, what, what, you know, how is this really going to work and what adjustments can we make? And cause that's, that's basically what Ross Dellinger's piece talked about is that, is that, you know, people weren't put off so much by the idea as much as the execution and as much as about how they could get qualified to do it, you know, cause a lot of people don't have, and this is what we were discussing yesterday. I mean, you, you got to understand to get into this subdivision, you got to have 30 grand a player for at least half of the athletes in your athletic it's department. It's $6 million dollars a year. If you and that's would, on the small side. On a, at a minimum, if you have 400 athletes, you must pay 200 of them $30,000 each. Like, dude. And that's in a small program. Think about that. That is a ton of cash. Cleveland Rocks gives us $100. Thank you, sir. Uh, please donate this to the advocates to help those in needs. My wife and I truly appreciate you both for doing this fundraising. Always be kind and gracious on the way up the ladder of success because you never know whose help you might need on the way back down. Dude, you're not even kidding. You are not even kidding. And the advocates, uh, our fine friends at the advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, we tell you every day, they're working with the road home uh, to help those that are homeless. Um, frankly, and they, the road home is one of the foremost homeless advocacy groups in the country. Um, and they are trying to provide coats, jackets, gloves, hats, and blankets to those that are in the unsheltered community. Um, you can donate directly to the advocates on Venmo, um, advocates, donations, advocates, donations. Um, and all of that money will go to the road home, um, for the unsheltered community this winter, I, I, I just continue to say, if you drive down the streets in any major city and think about where our show, um, it has its largest footprints. If you think about cities like Chicago, New York, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, um, certainly Arizona, Los Angeles, Dallas, Houston. Um, you look at all of our friends here in Salt Lake city, we have a massive homeless problem, San Francisco, the seventh largest market in our listenership, San Francisco, has an, a homeless pan. It just, 
I don't even know if, you know, crisis that started during the pandemic and has only gotten worse. And you look at homelessness across this country, you guys, it's nothing to play with. If you have a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, we ask you, uh, take five minutes uh, and make a donation on Venmo, Advocates Donations on Venmo, uh, and just say Road Home Homeless, um, you know, Monty Show Homeless, whatever you can can uh, find, we really appreciate it. Uh, Boyd Lake, our newest member of the Monty Let's Show. Let's go, baby. Sorry, I was, you know, over here. Uh, hey. You were watching TV. Yeah. We have, we, yeah, sorry to interrupt your sorry to interrupt your Yeah, your you know, we, we haven't gotten the prize picks yet, but I was just checking in on the NBA in season tournament with the ugly floors and stuff. Yeah, you know. Boyd Lake, uh, welcome to members only content. Make oh, sure you boy. DM Jake on Instagram, SLC Jake. He'll put you in our members only Instagram group. Uh, you guys, for $10 a month, you can uh, be in our Instagram group where we have a phenomenal group of dudes. Yes. Uh, so we appreciate uh, Boyd Lake for joining. Casey Anthony got away with it. No, Casey, I'm not going to read this because what's it missing? Be better, dude. Um, that Jagoff Dabo has a 10-year, $115 million contract. But in a God's lot of it. Name, image, and likeness. A lot of it is incentive-laden. Um, Dabo Sweeney and I have it right here in front of me. Uh, I have the, cause a lot of people, I know a lot of people are hitting me on Twitter about it. His guarantee per year is $10.9 million. Um, and he has incentives for things like winning the ACC, going to the college football playoff, winning the national coach of the year, um, that would max him out if he hit all of those incentives every single year at $11.4 million on average. So, uh, big difference. Um, and he even talked about his salary openly at 10.9 million. I think it was in October when he said he started as the lowest paid head coach in all of college athletics. At one point, Dabble was the lowest paid coach in all of athletics, which is wild to me. And I agreed with what Dabo was saying. I, I, I mean, again, you, you have to understand that, that you're not going to win <clears throat> natties every single year, but, but I think the thing that Dabo doesn't understand and, and I think it's what makes Kirby and Nick Saban and, you know, unfortunately not Jim Harbaugh so special is that, that you got to win every year. You got to be in the playoff every Absolutely. single year to make a $10 million plus, you know, yearly salary worth people's time. And, and yes, but, but this is why I say none of these coaches are a hundred percent within compliance in the NCAA. No. There's no way. And, and that's the thing. Again, another point, I, I you know, I, I didn't think we'd talk about what Michigan fans should be saying today, but, but honestly, like it, that should be your argument. Hey, like, you know, again, I know we got caught, but you can't tell me everyone's above board and you're They're right. Not. not everybody's above board. And I would say, in fact, most people are doing something below board, and that includes guys like Nick Saban. How the hell do you think Nick Saban gets all this talent? I mean, it's not just because he's Nick Saban alone. I mean, yeah. that helps, but, you yeah. know. Yeah, totally agree. Eric Wasikowski hey, from Wasikowski. Plymouth, Canton, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, what's the point of the NCAA governing body at this point? I have no idea. And we talked about it yesterday on the show. It's a bunch of rich old dudes with white hair that are trying to hang on to any ounce of power they have. Because frankly, if if guys like Dabo and Saban and Harbaugh and Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley, Kyle Whittingham, if the best coaches in this country said, yeah, well, let's form a super conference and tell the 
the NCAA to piss off, that would happen right now today. That had happened right now today. You can just bank that. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to, they could. And I don't think we're that far away from it. Honestly, I do not. So, so Eric, yeah, you're exactly right. I don't know what the point of the NCAA is. I really don't. We're going to find out next week on the Division One NCAA uh, Division One committee meeting because they're having a call about this this super conference thing next week. So I think that's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out, what's up, my guy? Ryan Dayo. Well, uh, okay. I still maintain that Ohio State should have should have replaced Ryan Day this year, and I know you you I know you defended him. Mm-hmm. Not that he's your guy or whatever. I just think you're going to have a hard time finding someone that does the job even as you know competently as he does. Yeah, and I don't disagree with you. I don't, and, and I don't disagree with your take on Ryan Day that you know you don't want to keep someone just because there's not a replacement. But I think the hard part in college football is, you know, again when we look at what happened with the Pac-12, like if you've got a guy that's you know competing for Big Ten championships and ultimately competing for college football playoff spot, especially with the expanded playoff. Yes. You, you know, you can't, uh, unfortunately, puts you in a position where it's like, hey, yeah, if we have a disappointing year, that's going to give Ryan Day and other guys like him more protection. And I think that's the only reason Ryan Day is still at Ohio State because you damn well know that he is going to get into the college football playoff next year and every year as long as it's uh, more than four teams. I think you can't overlook that level of success. Right? We, I mean... It is significant what Ryan Day has accomplished. Yep. You know what the sad part is? And Jim Harbaugh is a victim of this as well. Oh, well, Jim doesn't win the big game. Jim does. Well, to what reach did Jim Harbaugh go to win the big game? Exactly. And I wonder, and, and I don't know what Ryan Day does behind closed doors. I don't know what skeletons are in his Ohio State closet. But he hasn't gotten caught yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Ryan Day, as I continue to compare him, you're Lloyd Carr. That's it. You're a mediocre coach who it's never going to be good enough. In my opinion, at Ohio State, Ryan Day, it will never be good enough. And and I know that that's unfair. And I know that's that is it is what it is. You will you will never be Pervin Liar. You will never ever be Pervin Liar. And a lot of that I'm thankful for. But Trust me, as a Notre Dame fan, I know mediocrity on the sidelines. I truly do. And that's my point. Like, obviously, Ryan Day is better than Marcus Freeman. He's better than, you know, is Ryan Day better than Sark right here today? Well, Ryan Day's accomplishments are probably, you know, better. But but I think Sark next to Ryan Day right now, head-to-head, that's pretty close. Dude. It is. I think that's very close, considering all the work Sark has done in recruiting and building that roster and, like, that that's the big thing with, with Ryan day right now. How is it that you're the head coach at Ohio state and you don't have a quarterback that can go out and win the game quarterback? Yeah. Like how, how do we have a game manager at Ohio state? How's that possible? How do you have a game manager at Penn state? How do you not have a defense at USC? But think about Penn state's perfect example. James Franklin is nothing special. Like, yeah, he's good, but he's not like college football playoff. Good every year. He's not, I would agree with that. He's a cup below. So, so if, if, it, it kind of goes both ways, though. So James Franklin is not expected by the Penn State brass to go out and win the Big Ten every year. And if he is, their expectations are misguided because James Franklin has never been that dude. So that's why I say with the Ryan Day thing, and, and again, it, it, same logic to the Jim Harbaugh thing or otherwise, there's a certain level of success right now 
that is a luxury to have in college football, especially, 100%. dude, especially when you consider the fact that even if you just get into the playoff and get your ass beat by TCU last year, you're still getting that bread. You're still getting paid as an institution and as a conference. So that's why I say for Ohio State, it's a difficult position. But Ryan Day knows what it is, dude. He knows what it is. And if this dude got whacked tomorrow, he's going to sit out a year. He's going to go to Cancun and chill and sit yeah. in the sun on the beach, dude. Yep. Phoenix Master says Jed Fish for Coach of the Year. Phenomenal job. Phenomenal job in Tucson. I mean, you look at what the Fighting Fafita's accomplished this year. I hope this $240 million shortfall at U Arizona doesn't come back to kill that program because Jed Fish has built something special. But, and, but think of it this way. Like, again, if Ohio State said or any of these other major programs said, hey, yeah, we got to whack our coach because it's not good enough, and we went out and got Jed Fish who brought Noah Fafita to the program and you know brought some of those top-tier players from you know Arizona. Yeah. Does, for Ohio State, let's say, does that make you feel better? Do you feel like, yeah, we have a better chance to win with with Jed than we did with Ryan? I don't know. What is that? You know, I, I, that's I, what's I guess, hard. That's I what's guess. hard. I, I just think we've gotten to a place in college football where you win or you're mid. That it, it just it just is what it is. I mean, you're you're looking at places like TCU went to the national championship and this year couldn't find couldn't find, you know, a tree in the forest. It it was amazing to see the regression of of TCUs and who would have thought that Will Howard is leaving leaving K-State after the year they had last year? Like, Certainly. How does Oak State not have a quarterback? Like, all of these storylines, like, we're questioning the greatest head coaches of our generation because it's not good enough to just go to a bowl anymore. Who are we not questioning, though? Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Those two, I'm telling you, are above everybody else. And I right agree. now, I, I, I you know... I'm not ready to to dethrone Kirby yet. I think Nick's got to go out and win the national championship first. But if Nick Saban goes out and wins a Natty this year, I, I, the guy is the guy is in it just in a different level because it used to be that Nick Saban just had better talent, just a better team than you. Like we're just a cut above. I've got an NFL team playing college football. That's not the case anymore, dude. I agree. He he had he had an inexperienced roster full of a bunch of diamonds in the rough that needed to be refined. And all he did is, is, is he went and refined them. So if he goes out and wins an added this year, I just think you got to tip your cap cap to the dude because he didn't need sign stealer guy. He didn't need anything outside of what he's got. And I think you got to respect that. Nope. Totally agree. Uh, Kane Earn says it only takes $2 million. Um, it only takes $2 million to find a good quarterback, at least if you're in Nebraska. Well, and did you see that story about Marvin Harrison jr.? allegedly reportedly being offered NIL deals in the same neighborhood as what he'd be paid as a top five pick in the league. And shockingly, what did Marvin Harrison say today? I think I'm going to come back for my senior year. What? The number two ranked player by Mel Kuyper in the NFL draft. He, he would be picked number two in the NFL draft. I think I'm going to hang out in Columbus for another year. Are you kidding me? Money's real, dude. Gumby Fresh Out says fatties are greater than natties. I mean, that absolutely could be true. Could absolutely be true. Uh, Christopher Shannon says, my dude, Gumby. <laughs> you have a lot of fans here, Gumby. Uh, Craig Bull has announced his retirement end of an era at Wyoming. Yeah, what a year for Wyoming. What a way to go out. Uh, Ron Nolan says, I love America's cheese. Hey, man, whatever gets you through on the day, right? 
RJ Seaman says Harbaugh's story falls under the title of who gives a shit. Honestly, the NCAA is a joke and his violations are so passe. I, is there anybody who thinks Jim Harbaugh will get a free pass? No games, no suspension, no punishment. I don't think that. That's but, not going to happen. Yeah. Is there anybody here? And I and see, maybe this is the real question. Is there anybody here who believes that Jim Harbaugh will be the head coach at Michigan come spring football? Nope. Because I don't believe that he'll be the head coach. I, I truly do not. I don't think he'll be the head coach. I could be wrong, but we'll see. I, I, I just... It surprises me that, that... So here's what I'm struggling with with Jim Harbaugh on this contract thing. So you're telling me that they have no idea what this discipline is going to be from the NCAA after the, they, you know, after their season ends, whether that's, you know, against Alabama or you win an Addy or whatever it is, you know, whenever that happens. You're telling me you you don't have any idea to the point where you're trying to extend this guy, even yeah, though you know he's you trying know. to go to the league. I, That's it, what I don't get. But here, again, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. All of his accomplishments are in question, though. Yes. Because when the NCAA, and I think they are, we've heard our people, our sources have told us, and, and remember what we told you, who broke the story yeah, just the two hacks on YouTube who mm -hmm. broke the story that Jim Harbaugh was going to be suspended for the rest of the year, right? Like we've been we've been pretty good in in college football sourcing. Our sources have told us Jim Harbaugh likely will not be allowed to coach a game next year, that he would be suspended, and if he leaves Michigan before that suspension's announced, they're going to put a two year show cause on him, which means he would not be eligible to be hired by a a, a college program. For two years, and if you do hire him in those two years, you're going to face sanctions for doing so. So, if you're Michigan, and this is this is what I'm trying to understand, if if you and I know that, and if industry experts know that, Michigan, then logically for sure knows that. So, if you're Michigan, why are you trying to put a clause in this dude's contract about not going to the league? Are you trying to sign a head no coach? No idea. Like you're literally. Again, and I'm just going off of what we know. They're quite literally trying to sign Jim Harbaugh to a contract that puts him in the campy on the sideline jail cell for two years. Like, how does that help anybody? How how does that how, like? I don't, I, I, I don't understand that. And and you can gift wrap it under the guise of yeah, he's the highest paid head coach now, and everything's awesome. Okay, that's fine. You can do that. But when the NCAA hammer drops that you knew was going to drop, then what? We're just going to have more stand on the sideline all year? Is that is that what we're doing? I think it's an interesting question. I truly do. Uh, let's see. Brian Laguerre, Uh, It's program, not program. No. Okay. Program. Uh, Eric Wasikowski, going to have to cut you short tonight. Great. Is it seven? G-R-E-88-T. Dude, what am I missing? You're you're really you're really going that hard about Patrick Kane's debut. You're saying great. G R eight eight T is that is that how he spelled it? G R E eighty eight T. Man, wow, that's a Patrick Kane reference. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, enjoy that. Enjoy the dregs of the Eastern Conference. Good luck to you. You're not even wrong. Uh, Sean Rollins gifted one Monty Show membership. Let's go, Sean. Let's go, Sean. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see. 
1939. Sark is the best coach, and he makes 5.6 million. He resurrected a dead program. Could make that argument, right? Could absolutely make that argument. I, I think to to make this season a no doubt about it, you know, great year for Texas. You need one playoff win. Yeah, and and I I think the thing that's interesting. And, and I don't know. I I I find the discussion about what does a national championship do? If Jim Harbaugh wins a national championship, how does that change the way people view him? Well, I don't think it changes things. I think it makes it worse. Mm -hmm. If Steve Sarkeesian wins a national championship, how is that different than if Nick Saban wins another national championship? Well, I think it legitimizes Sark. I I, I think yeah. it allows Sark to say, hey, I... You know, I've now been to the top of the mountain of college football. I've come all the way from, and I'm not all jokes aside, all the way from, hey, drunk on the tarmac to, hey, I built my own program, went out and recruited, built the roster, and won a national championship. And and I've done that now. And so it allows Sark to, I think, finally move on without a doubt. And I think for a guy like Nick Saban, this championship to me, and and I know I probably sound like a Saban homer, an Alabama homer, but I just respect the dude, man. Like this championship to me would be the best one he's ever put together based on where you were at the beginning of the year. What you did and did not have at the beginning of the year to get all the way here is just ridiculous. So apparently YouTube has a new feature. Oh. Because somebody named Jim Bobson was put in timeout. Or what? I have no idea. I can't see what uh, it does not tell me that. So what's the new feature? Just that uh, put... It it just it flashed a thing that said uh, Jim Bobson put in timeout. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So I don't know, Jim. I don't know Do what you, know you what said. Like but... these days? Okay, welcome to the new features on on YouTube. Man, everyone named Jim's a little controversial <laughs> today. Uh, Mike Smith, uh, rock shock Jim block. I didn't block him. Let's make as I always tell you. We don't block people on this show. It's bad for business. It is bad it's for business. And and Jim, I, again, hey man, that's that's cool. I, we want your comments. So every, you don't always have to be negative. Yeah, every time you comment, it helps the show. So uh Brian Lagiri, Bama has 18 five-star diamonds in the rough. They do, because Nick Saban recruits like a mofo. Mm -hmm. Uh Cyclone Steve's been a member for three months. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Cyclone Steve. College football playoff invite will be the equivalent to a bowl in the 60s, yeah? I don't know. What does success look like in college football anymore? I think it depends what program you're coaching. Like, for, like obviously for Saban and Kirby, natty or nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's success. But, but for Notre Dame, Notre Dame, for Notre Dame, I think success is just getting into the playoff. You know, for, for, you know, Sark getting into the college football playoff, I think, you know, allows you to say, yeah, we had a good year. We had a good year. I think for Sark himself on a personal level, um, they never had a doubt that they should win the big 12 and neither did I, but I think for Sark to say, yeah, we had a great year. The minimum is one college football playoff win one. Yeah. Yeah. And if he loses in the natty, it is what it is. Yep, totally agree. Uh, all right, a couple more because uh, I see we have a lot of comments today. Uh, OG Gary, transfer portal news. 
funny. I was just looking at that. On three uh, says 1,426 FBS players have entered the NCAA portal during this year's cycle. Pack this thing up. We're out of here. 1,426. I think probably the biggest one, Ja'Cory Brooks, the wide receiver at Bama, but he had gotten – he had fallen down the depth chart, so that's not really that surprising or damaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, to Travis Broughton from Utah's in the portal. We'll see where where he winds up going. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. You know, like I think Juice Wells probably is going to be the biggest name that's going to make a move in the next twenty four hours. Uh, I think he winds up uh, with Lane Train and Old Miss. Um, and of course, the eight thousand Oregon State football players in the portal today. Um, just really a rough day for Oregon State. Right. Uh, Trevor Etienne's a big name. The running back from Florida. He's in the portal today. Uh, that's. I think he's probably he's probably one of the biggest names. Um, but there's not. I think the Jordan Seaton signing by Colorado. Uh, that's a big flipping deal. Yes, it is. That that Deion Sanders, who has really struggled to to get signatures on paper. He has lost recruits. They've decommitted. He's had a bunch of dudes in the portal um, that he lined up one of the best offensive tackle prospects in the class, and that's done. That's a big win for Deion Sanders. Do you believe? Yeah, the Buffs needed that, like desperately needed that, Uh, and they got that today. So uh, Sean Rollins says sanitizer. Okay. Joseph Carruthers. What did Jim say wrong? I don't know. YouTube doesn't tell me. Yeah, it doesn't show us. YouTube just tells you, hey, this guy did is, you know, in timeout. I have no idea what he said. Uh, Doc Rob, what's up, Doc? You really don't want them, LOL. I do, though. Uh, JoJo Boyd, Bama wide receiver, just hit the portal, but I just, I think he's down the depth chart, is what I would say. You don't hit the portal from Bama if you're playing in games. Yeah. Uh, 39 national champions. Uh, Texas will win it all if they beat Washington. I, I just, I think we deserve Texas, Alabama. That would be incredible. The that would be the matchup for for ages, uh, if that happens. I also think Washington Bama would be a very good game, a very very good game. So we'll uh, we'll see the Buffalo Hunter Notre Dame getting eleven men on the field is a success, and I think you know. Listen, listen, <laughs> Marcus oh Freeman should get God, an extension dude. if 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 he gets eleven guys, especially in the in the heavy uh, goal line package, you get eleven guys on the field. My guy, contract extension. You know. Shaude says Texas always a brand. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Um, Axe says Oregon State got the death penalty without breaking any rules. It's rough, dude. It's rough at Oregon State right now. It it is rough. Doc Rob says Seton will transfer out next year. Maybe. Well, I I I doubt that. I mean, if you go to Colorado as a tackle, you're going to play right away. Mm-hmm. You're going to play right away. Uh, Mike Smith, Prime better get that old lineman because no QB wants to get killed in that system. Shador took a beating. Absolutely took a beating. Salamini, now CU will just have three defensive players bearing down on their quarterback. Yeah. Well, I, I think they're I think we know their backs really developed into quality blockers because they didn't have a choice. But if he finds, if he can go, if he can go guard center guard, they're going to be a lot better because they just got steamrolled in the A gap. Absolutely. 
I mean, you've got to find two guards in a center that can work together and communicate. And that's a bigger problem than just Shador. I mean, they were not able to run the football. Yeah. I, I mean, that just didn't exist for them. Tanner Plummer, who's been a member for 11 months. Let's go, Tanner. What's up, Tanner? So how exactly did Michigan not get disqualified from the college football playoff? Got See, this is the process question. The NCAA is going through their process, and it is long. It is not quick. They're not going to disqualify them. But from again, the I, and maybe I'm just a hater. I don't think my opinion is Alabama's a better team. You've got a better quarterback. You've got a deeper roster. Like I, I don't have any questions that Bama will beat them. And and if Michigan was such a good team, why do we have you on tape being like, damn, we got to play Alabama, dude? Like the whole room groaned. Don't tell me you're not intimidated by the idea you're playing Bama. Dude, you love that video, don't you? I do, because it's so indicative, because none of these people, and before you play, none of these people were like, yeah, we're on tape. We better we better manufacture a reaction. These, This is cell phone video in a room where Michigan's waiting for their matchup, and ESPN puts it on the screen. They're like, oh, my God, come on. Damn, right? Who's number four? It so Come reminds on. it reminds me of the video. You guys know the 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 nature is metal videos, right? Where the little baby turtles, you know, they finally make it down to the beach and they're about to get in the water. And like some some hyena comes running up and just swallows the baby turtle. Oh, home. what a loser! And you're watching that, and you're like, oh yeah, little baby turtle, let's go. All right, little baby turtle's gonna make it. And oh damn! Oh, dear. oh my! And you're like, we're getting SF FSU. We're getting F Alabama. Oh <laughs> wow! Like you're just crushed. That you got out. I think it's oh. one of the. I I think it was one of the highlights. So don't tell me this team is like we're beating Bama. No, dude. Let's get the record straight. This is by far the best team you will have seen all year, dude. And I would make a case that this is the best team you've seen in any year that that Michigan's competed for a playoff spot. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Sean Rollins, uh, I like Harbaugh's interviews now. <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, Gumby says mush again. Mike Smith, how are you? If that makes you happy, Rams, better. Oh, oh boy, what happened? Um, <laughs> Rams better. Uh, Mike Smith, do you know he? You guys are having. Are you guys? Dude, really what the hell are we argument? talking about? Are you guys re really having an argument? Uncle Filthy, how are you, Uncle? Uh, being put in timeout is not new. It's been around for years at a minimum. An admin or a YouTube itself can do it. Yeah, see, the best part about YouTube is they let you automate. Like, I can check a box that says, hey, curse words. When he or... was saying it was a new feature, what he meant was not that timeout's a new feature. What he meant no. is the way YouTube is informing us. Yeah, YouTube YouTube puts a little thing in the a little notification. It pops up now instead of it just living in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have to I don't have to go looking for it. Our number two of the Monty Show brought to you by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. Woo! Making stacks on Triday Trading, you guys. Why have you not done it? 
I, I don't, so many people tell me, oh, I'm going to do it in the first of the year. Don't wait till the first of the year you're giving money away. That's the bottom line. And, and with so many people, I probably talk to five, six people a week who are like, oh, is it real? Does it work? Is it a scam? TridayTrading.com doesn't ask you to pay them money. They give you a free 30-day trial membership. You make a $10 charitable donation. They're going to donate that money to uh, charity. You get a tax write-off. Then you get their entire program for free for 30 days. So you get all of their coaching, all of their software, that their proprietary software you use to trade. They teach you their leading indicators. They show you how to do it. And you are trading in simulators in like the first day you're in the program. They want you in the sims, trading, learning, growing. And then when you graduate the Tri-Day Trading Program, you know what the best part is? Uh, you get an account that they fund for you. They use their money to open a trading account. And you can stay in that account a week. You can stay in that account a decade. The rest of your life, it's totally up to you. When you're ready to make your own money, open your own account, fund that account, you're off and running. You have no obligation to TridayTrading.com, just like at the end of your 30-day trial membership. You have no obligation. And I cannot tell you the rush that day trading is. When I get home at night, I am excited. I know right away the first market I'm going to look at is the Australian Australian dollar versus the Japanese yen. I absolutely love it. And it's one of my favorite markets to look at. I'm a nighttime trader. Mrs. Monty's a morning trader. It fits right into her schedule, which again, tri-day trading helps you integrate day trading. Whether you want to do it full-time as your only gig or you want to do it part-time as a side hustle, they're going to teach you how to integrate that into your schedule. Go get the 30-day trial membership right now at tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's day trade together. I'm happy to talk to you about it. DM me. I'm happy to trade with you. I'm happy to show you the things that I've learned. Like It is a great program. You understand why they're the people who trade full-time make $1,000 a day on average. Because it Dude, once you figure it out, it's like that switch that goes off in your head. Once you learn what you're looking at and you're like, oh, hey, okay, buy, sell. Hey, are you a sell trader? Are you a buy? Are you only buy or do you only sell? Dude, there's so many ways to make money day trading. Trydaytrading.com. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. I want to get some more of your comments on college football. We've got to get to uh, the the Utah Jazz in this NBA in-season tournament. We're watching the Bucs. Speaking of the Bucs, you guys know that I am a prize picks player. They are, prize picks is our official daily fantasy partner. Use promo code Monty to get 100% deposit matching at prizepicks.com. Click the link in the description below. You, you deposit five, they'll give you five more. You deposit 100, they'll give you 100 more. Um, I got to tell you, I have won... I think four of my last five nights in the NBA at prizepicks.com. Yeah. And here's what I've got today. And, or last night, rather. I lost Steph Curry and Steven Stamkos. I Somehow, lost. I have no idea how you lost that. I had it at seven and a half. Steph missed. I think he was five of 15 on three pointers. And Stamkos only had two shots on goal. So they finished at seven. I needed eight. But I won Jamal Murray, had 21 points, rebounds, and assists combined with 38 seconds to go. Went berserk, one on him, one on Sid the Kid. He had, I think, seven shots on goal. Yes. Uh, made $56, I think it was, or $31 last night for two of three. 
on prize picks. So I was super stoked about that. Um, so I thought, okay, well, your brilliance is going to continue today, right? There's no question about that. Here are my prize picks today. Uh, and uh, the in-season tournament, Anthony Davis uh, against New Orleans coming up at 710. Uh, points, rebounds, and assists combined 42 and a half. I feel really good about that. Looking at Giannis, uh, the Bucs are up uh, trailing 56-44 to Indiana. Um, and But Giannis is having himself a nice little afternoon in Las Vegas. That game is going on right now. Giannis currently uh, has 21 points, rebounds, and assists combined with 215 to go in the first half. Right. I'm starting to sweat the 52-and-a-half number there because I went more. And then Damian Lillard uh, does not have a three-pointer yet. So I'm a little nervous. Jake talked me into this Brady Kachuk Damian Lillard combo. Right. Seven uh and a half. So I essentially need eight combined three-pointers and shots on goal from Brady Kachuk and Damian Lillard. So I'm really hoping we get that in the well, in the second half. I, I think for Dame, and I also have that combo. Okay. The thing for Dame is when they're trailing, that's good news when you need him to make shots, right? We know Dame is a clutch player. We know that that you know Giannis isn't going to play this bully ball stuff the entire second half, but they're just playing possession oh. basketball right now. Fifty-eight, forty-six. You know, Giannis just missed over. another J. Here's Jake's prize picks for today. Yeah, so I have Buddy Healed for more Buddy. than more than seven three pointers attempted, attempted, which is a huge difference attempts versus makes. Currently, he's got three attempts Ooh. in the first half, so. You know, would love him to get one more here before the half runs out. Um, and then, you know, the big one here, I, I we just talked about the Damian Lillard Kachuk thing, so we know where we are on that. But Anthony Davis, I'm really, I feel good about this Anthony Davis situation. I feel like when you're playing an in-season tournament, that sets up perfectly for Anthony Davis to to be getting to the line, being a force. So if okay. Dame can come through, if Dame can come through. I Make feel it. pretty Make, good. About oh, it. he almost shot an airball, Dame. Dame's struggling from three. He hasn't really found his stride in this game yet. No, he hasn't. I'm a little nervous. Uh, 58 49, uh, Pacers lead the Bucs uh, with 48 seconds to go in the first half of uh, game one of the in season tournament semifinal. We'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, Alema Harrington coming up in about uh, two minutes. Stick around for that. Did you guys see the Jazz last night? Uh, the Utah Jazz got crushed by the Dallas Mavericks. They lost by 50. And I think it's a legitimate question to ask about Will Hardy, the head coach of the Jazz struggling. Listen to Will Hardy after the game last night. Um, that was a uh, that was an absolutely horrendous performance from start to finish. Um, that was a masterpiece of dog shit. Um, I really don't know how to describe that game. A masterpiece uh, of dog shit. That was a masterpiece of dog shit. My God. And I, I think that's a that's a really interesting question because I, I am a big Will Hardy guy. Is this a learning curve? I don't know. It's interesting to me that your three best veterans did not play last night and now they're all full participants in practice today. That's very interesting to me. The Jazz are in a very interesting window, and I think it's going to be a very, it's going to be an a very important run to the NBA trade deadline, because I think a lot of people got hyped up over what happened last last season, 
uh, as we welcome Alema Harrington to the show, presented by our good friends at uh, TridayTrading.com. Oh, we are in the uh, palatial Casa de Harrington today. <laughs> yes, yes, welcome. <laughs> good to see you back at the house. Yeah. Um, what do you What did you make of the game last night with the Jazz? And were you surprised by how blunt Will Hardy was afterward? Um, I was looking forward to his comments, and. As soon as the, which I won't repeat, which you just repeated and we just ran on the show. As soon as that was said, I looked at Mike Smith and I said, there's going to be a lot of stuff said. The one that will get the most run is the, you know, what he just, what he just said, a masterpiece yes. of dog poop. Right. Um, so I wasn't necessarily surprised. I was, I was surprised that, that he just blurted that out. Um, as opposed to trying to use a euphemism or soften it up a little bit. But I think there's sometimes that, that coaches are trying to make a point. And um, sometimes the way that point is made is, is with a little shock value. And um, yeah. I, I think anybody that, that stuck around to watch the entire game um, and then stuck around for the post game. First of all, thank you for sticking around for post game. Uh, it's difficult to do post game shows uh, after a loss like that. But those that stuck around to watch that, I think, were curious as to what they were going to hear from from Coach Hardy, and probably weren't shocked or surprised that that was part of his message. The other part that that I thought was important was that we win together and we lose together. Um, and that there's no sense that the, the, the team somehow is pointing fingers and falling apart, which certainly is the risk of those kinds of losses. Now, the Jazz just came off of an overtime victory over Portland, and it was at home. And those things are important. All of their wins are at home. They're playing well in front of the home crowd. You you won, you know, the previous game against Portland without Markinen and without um, you know Clarkson without Kelly, and those were that was an important moment. Speaking of the Portland game, for guys like Simone and for Fontecchia, or excuse me, and for for uh, Keontae. Uh, and even for Taylor Hendricks to get extended minutes. Yes. Um, this this is a process. And the last thing I think that that people want to continue to talk about is the process because you know fans were were impatient. We don't we don't want to know about the process. We want to know like what's what's gonna happen, what are you gonna do? The beauty of the situation, at least in my opinion, for the jazz, is that sometimes you will have a um something like this happens and everybody's clamoring um, for change. And we, we see that even with a relatively unsuccessful season with BYU and everybody's, you know, clamoring for what, what are the changes going to be? Um, Kalani secured BYU. Will Hardy is in place at the jazz for a reason. He's not going anywhere. And yeah. so I think that that, you know, shuts down any of that type of conversation almost immediately. Like we understand this is a process and you made a great point money. And that's talking about last year was a pleasant surprise and a lot of overachievement. This year is much more of a reality check. 
Yeah, and Alema, you know, what do you think the the timeline is for this Jazz team to really start to, you know, make pro, uh, progress? Because I think a lot of Jazz mm-hmm. fans came into this year and were like, hey, you know, we did a lot better last year than yeah. we thought. I mean, I remember doing the show and Jazz fans were telling us, hey, we felt like we were going to be like a 20-win team. And, and you know, 30 wins last year, I think, you know, 30-plus wins last year surprised mm-hmm. a lot of people. So do you think you know, this is, you know, a, a, just a rebuild year for Jazz fans, or do you think that, that you know, after the trade deadline, there can be, you know, some more progress made? Because I think Jazz fans are really hungry for that coming off of last year. Yeah, I think that, that you know, to your point, last year, prior to the trade deadline, there was a lot of overachievement. Then you have the trade deadline where you trade away uh, a lot of, uh, you know, important players, including um, your, your point guard and Mike, Mike Conley, um, this, what we're seeing this season be is more of an extension of what the end of last season was, but we're looking at last season with the lens of what happened prior to all-star break and, you know, Lowry Markinen becoming uh, a first time all-star We're we're looking at it with that lens, as opposed to what happened after all-star break and trade deadline. So, you know, I think to the, the other part of your question, which is what is the timeline? I wish I knew that. And, and I, I think in our, in our lives, just as human beings, we're always, um, time is so important. Everything is based on time. Like, you know, what time is it? It's almost five o'clock. Okay, the show's almost over. It's almost time for this to start. All of those things are the things that, that govern, um, in, in a lot of ways, our attitude towards whatever the situation might be. So if we were to to give a timeline and say, yeah, but this is all going to you're going to see the results of the, this at by before All-Star break this year, the beginning of next year. Then it would be a lot easier for Jazz fan to go, "Okay, like I can ha- hang on for that." You know, but if you say it said, "Well, it's actually a two-year project." It's like, "Oh, two years." It's like, "I can't wait." Or if you don't give a time frame, you said, we're not sure how long this is going to take. Well, at least they, they gave me some kind of time frame. I, but when it's not that instant gratification or, or pretty instant, then, man, it's it's hard. We're fortunate because we have a fan base that is an educated NBA fan base that understands that there's a process. But that doesn't make it um, a whole lot easier. It makes it easier, but not a whole lot easier for jazz fan who really has a hard time supporting a you know a, a game where you lose by 50 and just did not look good right no and the first half was tough and then you see Rudy and Mike you know Minnesota's got the best record in the western yep. conference which is remarkable and they've turned things around but i also think we we as fanatics mm-hmm. we all think that we're better gms than Danny Ainge's and i think one of the things that Danny is so elite at is not 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 showing his hand. And I think one of the things that's really important is out of last night, I do think that Taylor Hendricks performance stands out to me a little bit. I think seeing more and more of him, um, I think seeing Keontae play the way that he's playing, I I think we're all a little disappointed that your three best players, arguably um, maybe two of your best players certainly uh, are not in the lineup on a nightly basis. Yeah. Nobody wants to see Luca go for a triple double in the first half, but the reality is, I think you're going to have nights like this. Now, 50 points, as you said, is not ideal, 
But I don't think it's a surprise that the team, as it is currently constructed, is going to have nights like this. Yeah. No, I, w- I would agree with you. Um, and especially when you've got three guys that are um, major contributors or two top scorers and another guy that is, you know, plays a, a very much a, a glue glue role, facilitator role, uh, and is as good at stretching out a defense. When you've got those three guys sitting on the bench, then – even with those guys in the lineup last night, let's say that that Lowry and Jordan and Kelly, they all play. Lucas still may have gone off for a 40-point triple-double. That still may have happened. They still may have won the game, speaking of Dallas, but maybe they don't win by 50. That That's an elite team yeah. that is you know further along in their process. And as you made reference to Minnesota and the Timberwolves, you know, we were looking at them last year, and it, I, I remember, you know, doing the highlights, and and it was a dunk by Lowry on Rudy Gobert, and the highlight, you know, call was take that, Rudy, you know, <laughs> and so, but but it takes time and and time together as a team, and you know, keep in mind that that Jordan Clarkson is the only player on this team with more than two years of experience with the Utah Jazz, mm-hmm. right? So there, there's a process and it's going to take, take some time. And I think we all want to be on the other side of that, where it's like, where we get to look back and, oh man, remember when we lost by 50? And maybe that was kind of a turning point for us. I don't know that it necessarily is what it represents that game last night, but we will be at some point on the other side of this looking back. And a lot of it, uh, I think you make an, an important point is to be able to look at Danny Ainge and his resume and say, this guy, he knows what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing, but he knows what he's doing. And I, I believe in that, right? Yeah. And it's good news that we don't know what he's doing, yeah. frankly. And I think the other thing um, about the Jazz specifically is you have an owner that's willing to spend money. You have a general general manager with a pedigree. and you know, our, our our whole point today has uh, on Will Hardy, in my opinion, is he's a young coach that's developing as a head coach, trying to develop a young team. Mm-hmm. Now, the the only thing that the the only question I have, and maybe you, you have insight in, and I'm sure you do, is it's a little it's a little concerning, at times shocking how lackadaisical this team is, especially in transition defense. But on on defense on the whole, it's a little. Surprising to me, Alema, that there, there is a there's a defensive issue here, and I don't know how you fix it quickly. Yeah, and for some of these these questions or concerns, there's not a quick fix. Um, I, I think the the blessing of having one of the problems be what would be at least construed or perceived as a lack of effort is that you can fix that, right? If guys are just not talented, like it's going to be hard to fix that. If guys are just not very intelligent, it's hard to fix that. There's, you know, it, you, you want to have some problems that have solutions that are, are things that you can address. And I think that those things will be addressed. Um, you know, I say this, we say this in athletics all the time. You'd much rather learn a lesson from a win than learn a lesson from a loss. When the reality is, you know, a loss, like, what they took last night um there might be a lesson that is learned from that and and some coaches have the attitude like we're not we're just we're not we're gonna burn that video 
We're not even going to look at it. Others will take the time to, to break it down. I, I think, and from what Coach Hardy said last night, they are going to look at the film and they are going to make some decisions and they are going to you know figure out, as you said, Coach Hardy, who's trying to understand how he can be a better coach. They are going to make some, some changes and implement things that will help them be better. Does that mean that we'll never have another, you know, 40 point, 50 point loss this season? Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I do trust the process enough to believe that it is going to change. I think what we'll see on the floor and, and for multiple reasons, I think we will see, I don't know this for a fact, but I think we will see some of our guys back, if not all three, um, the jazz do play much better in front of their home crowd. Um, it is, and we didn't perform well the last time we were on national television, but this will be a national televised game. It'll be a side-by-side. So those that want to watch on ESPN can, those that want to watch on, on KJazz or on, uh, on the streaming service, uh, Jazz Plus, you can do that. Um, but it's, I think some guys play bigger on a national stage. I hope that that's the case and, and that guys do feel like, hey, you know, this is an opportunity for me to play not just on a regional broadcast, but for, right. you know, all of my people to see me. Uh, Alema Harrington presented by TridayTrading.com. One last Jazz question I want to ask you. I'm glad you brought up Jazz Plus. I had issues with Jazz Plus early, but now I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I love that I get notifications and pops when they're going to play. It reminds me in the morning and then tells me it's live. Like from your side, being on the inside of it, has Jazz Plus been a, been a success? Well, yeah, it's been a huge success. Not just, I mean, there, there's multiple parts of it that that are successful. Number one, I don't know that that any of us, and, and I could probably speak for just about every other franchise that was on some sort of regional sports network deal. Um, I'm not sure that any of us understood just how broken that system was. Um, so we're successful just by the fact that we're not on a regional sports network, whatever that was, Bally's or AT&T Sports Network or, or you know, Fox Sports Regional, whatever it was, we're, we're better off because of that. The And, and even from a, a larger standpoint, the footprint or the reach of the jazz product now is beyond anything that you could have ever hoped for. I just talked with somebody yesterday that was talking about, you know, family of, of theirs that doesn't live in the state that that now can watch the games, whether it's they're watching on you know Jazz Plus or they're getting it over the air, and and just how counterintuitive it, it is to be in a situation where with all of the subscriptions that are out there, um, you can get the subscription or you can get the Jazz over the air. I mean that type of throwback um, is is a beautiful thing. So to 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 answer the question, it's been a huge success for us, and and we've loved the opportunity to be able to interact. And, and we feel it because we have people that talk to us that um, have not been able to watch the games for the last however long. Yeah. Now, it, you know, that, that's that's just an interesting concept that I don't always connect with because, you know, I'm doing the games. So I'm fig- I'm, I figure, well, everybody's watching the game. But the reality is or was that a lot of people were not able to, to watch the games and now they can't. Yeah. I, I don't think there's any doubt that, I mean, hell he Jake's about to turn 30. I'm 50. Like we watch the game the same way now. Like, yeah, but you said about like AT&T Sportsnet, 
I think when you look at the money that was put into now Delta Center for the All-Star Game, and yeah. you think about that kind of expansion, talking about new uniforms, you're talking about all of the money it takes to run a, a modern-day NBA franchise. With the, the Mavericks just sold a controlling share for over a billion dollars. Like, yeah. we're talking about huge money, and you you basically said, yeah, we're not going to make money on our TV deal. We're going to struggle. <laughs> and, yeah. and most of our fans can't watch the games anyway. But yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have the All Star Game and put a ton of money into it. It it's not realistic. So yeah. I, I'm I'm thrilled with it now. It integrates with the League Pass. Like I absolutely love it. I don't love the. I will tell you, I don't love Jazz Plus as much as I love TridayTrading.com yeah. and the Australian dollar versus the yen. I'm telling you, it's rolling. <laughs> yes, that's my trade, and I get excited. I'm a nighttime trader because that's how my schedule works. Yeah. But my wife integrates it into her morning routine. Like one of the things I really like about Triday Trading is they can teach you how to pit it into your life no matter what your schedule looks like. Yeah. I gotta say, Monty, that was a brilliant, brilliant transition. That was seamless. That was that was that was amazing. <laughs> you were worried. You were worried when I started, but I paid it off. Uh, oh, I got some concerns. I don't love Jazz Plus, but bah, boom, then you hit me with that. I'm like, all right, man, that was good. And and I'm with you on that. And and I love the 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 fact the fact that there are so many ways to be able to do it and to be successful because you can trade you know at any hour depending on what your schedule uh, looks like and what feels right for you. And some people are attached to maybe it's a currency or they're attached to a time of day and that's how they they schedule. And the beautiful thing about Triday Trading is the coaches will get an understanding of what that is for you and then tailor uh, a, uh, a program that is going to work for you because they want it to work for you because they want you to be successful because this is a partnership with Triday Trading because they are their 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 hope, their their efforts are being put into getting you successful so that you can trade and be able to make money. And if you win, then everybody wins because they are going to fund your account. So anybody that's out there watching and thinking, well, I don't like I don't have the kind of disposable income that I could put in the trading. account. Well, don't worry about that because they're going to fund your account. Then you are going to learn how to trade. You're going to get live and they will continue to build your account as you get better and better. And you will keep up to 80 percent of what you make. Now they'll take the other part of that, but you will keep up to 80% of what you make. They want you to be successful. They are invested in your success. And that's one of the beauty, beauties of, of the Tri-Day Trading Program. And the other thing that I love, I love the fact that they're, you know, they're a local company. They've been around for over a decade. I, I feel confident. I know these guys and, and, and I can go to the office and I can meet with my coach and, or I can call them up or I can get with them on a zoom and be able to continue to work on my craft as a trader. Right. And yeah. so I always tell people, you, you hear this stuff and you hear us talking about it. I encourage you to just go to their website, trydaytrading.com. There's, there's videos there. There's testimonials there. You can um, sign up to, to get a person-to-person a, a -person call if you have any other questions beyond what is being presented on the website. And you just, I think we all owe it to ourselves to, if we hear something like this, it's like, well, and we put it off. I, I would say, hey, make December the month that you're going to do that. Go in and just go to the website 
and explore it. Like, I think we, we owe it to ourselves to at least look into the opportunities that are out there, especially when those opportun opportunities can possibly, you know, dramatically improve my, you know, my quality of life. Yeah. And my work situation and my income situation, I have more control over all those things. I think I think we all owe it to ourselves to at least explore that. So just go to TridayTrading.com. And I, I think the thing that we all fall victim to is, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Now nah, I'll yeah. do it the first of the year. Now nah, next year is going to be the year I make all that money. <laughs> we, you, you, you can either make excuses or you can make money. You know, yeah. it's it's that old, I love the saying, the magic you've been searching for your entire life is hiding behind the stuff you're not willing to do. So start mm. doing that stuff today. Yeah. Right. Like Jake and I joke about it all the time. Hey, dude, did you make your bed today? Because it's that little thing where if you're going to do the thing and, and if that thing is complaining about your credit card debt or wanting to pay your car off, but never doing that or making yeah. extra payments on your mortgage that you're never going to make extra payments on, you can talk about stuff, but try day trading with zero cost to see how it works mm -hmm. is going to give you an opportunity to do the thing to get you the thing you've always wanted. Go to Disney, live in the house, drive the car, yeah. provide for your family, get out of student loan debt. Alema, to me, that's the magic of Triday Trading. Yeah. They have a solution for every financial problem that you're facing. Yeah, and it's real. Like it's not pie in the sky. This this is real. And again, if you go to the website, you're going to see the testimonials of real people that you know got into this the same way any of us did and are successful now doing it. Uh, and again, you know, it, it's a ten dollar thirty day trial yep. and give you it, it'll expose you to all of the resources. And if you decide it's not for you, then you made a $10 charitable donation to a very worthy cause. And you have more information now than you had when, when you clicked onto the website. And whether that's, I know this is going to work for me, or I, I know that this is not. And yep. I, I think, again, December is the season of giving and a $10 donation, whether you sign up and 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 go with the program or not i think you can feel good about having explored the opportunity and then being able to you know help out somebody in need with your ten dollar donation yep alema always appreciate your light always appreciate your passion and your your positivity and obviously your insight into uh the jazz and college football always good to see you my friend hope you have a good week back at you back at you thank you very much good to see you there you go alema harrington i love the guy the positivity that that guy brings in. I know sometimes I, I talk about it too much, but I'm telling you that magic, mm -hmm. the thing you're looking for. And we spend so much time in our life complaining. And my wife, Mrs. Monty, I've told you she is a queen. And the lady has told me time and again, whether it's on a golf course or, or uh, my, fifth, my <laughs> 15th spam call. Of I the know day. you were on your soapbox, but do it just real quick. Just real quick. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. This is Natasha calling from the business lending department. No, Can it's you hear not. me okay? No, no, your name's not Natasha. You're a robot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's complaining about bot calls, whatever it is in your life, do something about it. Right? Repair your relationship with yourself. Tridaytrading.com. Um, UW Jim fan says, I'm interested in Triday. What does the monthly membership cost after the free trial? It's up to you. You have to, what, what Triday is going to do is you're going to go to their website and you're going to get paired with a coach and you're going to get a, essentially a meeting. 
And you're going to talk through with the people at Tri-Day Trading and you're going to say, hey, this is what I'm after. This is what I want to do. And they're going to tell you, hey, here's our program. This is how it works. Like they're going to help you build a program to fit into your life. Because again, maybe you're somebody that works third shift. You can trade all day long. Maybe you work a nine to five and you can only trade it six in the morning or eight o'clock at night. They're going to build that program for you. So we get this question a lot. I would encourage you, Jim, and everybody else, go to TridayTrading.com and ask to have a meeting with somebody. And by the way, I mean, I, I don't think you can you can evaluate whether a certain cost on a monthly basis, let's say, is worth it until you've experienced the product. And, and that's what I, right. That's why they set it up that way because they know it's like they they know. Hey, if you if you make your ten dollar charitable donation and you join the trial membership for thirty days, you're gonna get to decide for yourself. And that's why they do it that way. They don't need to convince you. They don't need to sell you. There is no sales pitch. No, there's no pitch. Honest it's, to God. Yeah. There is no, you, like you're going to, what's going to happen is you're going to go to TridayTrading.com. You're going to sign up for the 30-day trial membership. You you make your $10 charitable donation. They assign you, the first thing you get is you get assigned to a coach. Our coach is Phil. My wife's coach is Phil. Um, they meet weekly. But they immediately put you into their system. You start trading on SIM. Like you get into the program and you figure out, okay, hey, week one, well, I've been trading at night because of my day job or during the day because I work third shift or that's where the building begins. And then you're just going to naturally have questions and you're going to want to, the first, you're going to meet with somebody and you could talk about cost. You can talk about all of that. They just, that's why they give you the program for free, essentially. It's a 10 day, $10 charitable donation, but it's a 30 day trial membership because they know that you're going to figure it out very quickly. It's not rocket science at all. Uh, Monty should, should do the breather guy from early SNL days. Hello. I'm the breather. How are you? Yeah, Hi, exactly. this is James. Welcome back. Exactly. Uh, OG Gary, let's go more spam calls. I tried. The problem is, so I don't answer the spam calls ever. Um, but well, the, on ones, the, show the ones I do answer are usually the bots. Hey, it's uh, I love the ones that it's John from the uh, Police Officers Association of America. Suckmyass.com. But then if you watch the Netflix spam calling docuseries, you see that they go inside a uh, money scam operation that is the Police Officers Association of America. And you find out that those calls are complete BS. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? So. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, spam call two. let's go <laughs> trying, trying, just trying, please hit the like button. It helps the channel grow. Thank you. Yeah. We've had, let's see, what are we, where are we at on the show today? Uh, 3000 views and only 79 likes. Yes. Please hit the like button. Uh, we appreciate that very much watching the NBA in season tournament. I'm curious what you guys think of yeah. the NBA in season tournament. I will tell you that I don't. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't get it because I do. I don't love it. It It isn't new basketball for me. It's new courts. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Some cool hardwood. That's great. The games don't mean more to me. Oh, it's a tournament game. They don't mean more to me. And I, I don't know if, I, if I'm tone deaf, maybe I don't get it. I, I it just doesn't feel special and unique. It doesn't feel like the FA Cup. It doesn't feel like UEFA Champions League, which is what I think they were trying to capture because it's just more basketball against the Let's same go, opponents. Dame. 
him. Dame's got Dame's, two three-pointers now. Let's go. That's his second three-pointer of the second half. Hell yeah. And Milwaukee is now down just one, 67-66. Real, I, I want to continue talking about that, but I looked while 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 we were talking about uh, Trade trading, I looked at, at uh, what is his name, Kachuk? Uh, yeah. Brady Kachuk is averaging seven shots a game yes. on this season. So all we need Dame to do is knock down like one or two more threes, and we really should be in a good place on prize. You bench. really should be. You really, really should be. And I need Giannis to get going here because Giannis, our prize picks, prizepicks.com, use the promo code Monty. We were showing you this earlier. Um, my prize picks today, I have Giannis for 52 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And call me crazy, but in the first half, he hit that exactly 50%. Um, he was at 27 at halftime, and he's still at 27. So I need my my guy needs to get going. But Dame's got two three point shots here. Jake's also at uh Buddy Heald seven three point attempts. Um, and he's got the Brady Kachuk Dame Lillard combo of eight three pointers and shots on Heald's goal. got four attempts in the game so far. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about the Brady Kachuk Dame one now that Dame's got two shots. Agreed. Two three pointers knocked down. But see, this is the greatness of prize picks. This is Dame again. Game cooking. Dame's got three three Let's pointers go. now. What so did I tell you? We're this almost halfway clutch. there. We're almost halfway there already with just with Dame. Now, oh, oh man. Boy. And Tyrese Halliburton's getting loose. Oh, 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 oh. See, now here's so to talk about the in season tournament. You're right. It is the same basketball. It is like it's the same guys doing the same thing. But I think the interesting part is, is that these guys have been playing noticeably harder than usual. Like Kevin Durant came out and said he likes it and that there's heat in these games and that, you know, it feels like a playoff game and the crowd's really into it. But you're not wrong. It's not the FA Cup. It's not like this thing that during a tournament in the middle of your season, you're playing for some type of playoff seating or something that truly affects affects your path to the NBA Finals. That's what I think it needs. I think it needs speciality. I think we need... And I don't know, what is it, G League teams or Euro League teams? Like something to give it more. Mm -hmm. And it just, it doesn't feel special. It doesn't feel, it doesn't even really feel unique. And it pisses me off that Giannis is walking up the floor and not even in the offense at this point. Oh, I'm good with it because now Dame's going to knock down another one. Let's Dame! Go, let's go! Let's He's go. got four three-pointers. Boom! Let's go! Let's go. Milwaukee up 76-72 uh, in the first semifinal of the uh, in-season tournament. 6-16 to go in the third. We'll keep you up to date on that. But I, I, it just doesn't feel special or unique to me. Uh, Chris Roberts says Dame time indeed. Uh, Mike Smith, well, isn't that special? Do you know who the church lady is, no. Jake? You don't. No. Uh, OG Gary says half a mil is half a mil. It is. Each player gets, is it each player gets half a million dollars to win? Or I don't even, it doesn't even That's matter. how much you don't care about this. Yeah. The Buffalo Hunter in-season tournament is fine unless you're a fan of the effortless Utah Jazz. Then it's not as much. Well. Bros, they lost by 50 let's last Let's not night. say it's effortless. I agree the transition defense is garbage. There, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, I, I you know. I, I don't want to be too harsh, but but I agree. That was a dog crap performance. That was not like, I, I, you know, I look at some of their games for all you Jazz fans earlier in the year. 
you know, I look at that Suns game where, where you only lost by three points, 133 to 130. Like, I know. You competed with them. Like, you're not competing. And the thing that concerns me so much about the Jazz right now is that you're you're struggling to put 100 points on the board. Like, yes. obviously, 97 against the Mavs, 90 against the T-Wolves, 91 against the Grizzlies, you know, 99 against the Lakers. Like, you're struggling, man. And and so what am I going to say? Why does the transition defense get exposed so much for this team? Because they get lazy on offense, right? They're settling for long three-point shots. They're settling for bad shots. So what does a bad shot result in? A long rebound that leads to the other team yeah. getting into your paint in less than two seconds. And I know that sounds crazy. Go out and look at the stats. Any good transition offense will be in your paint on the other end of the floor in less than two seconds. So you have exactly two seconds to start playing defense after a bad shot. This team's not going to do that, man. And and that's what I think Will's got to get dialed back in. Cause I look at early in the season, you had no trouble putting up 114, 118, you know, 113. Like you had no trouble scoring between 110 and 120, which is competitive. I'm curious what the this trophy means. I'm curious, you know, like Pelicans, Lakers. I think the NBA is probably thrilled the Lakers are in. Um, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it just doesn't feel like it's something that is must watch. Here's what I will say though: it, it is nice to have something to talk about in the regular season. Like I think the NBA struggles sometimes during this time of year in December and November because the NFL is obviously a juggernaut and college football is obviously raging. And the the NBA doesn't really yeah. have a way to kind of cut into their, their you know, to get their slice of the pie. And, and I think the in-season, I'm not a huge fan of the courts. I know you needed to do something to make it pop off and to make it easily recognizable that this is an in-season tournament game. But but I think the court designs could have been better. This is, this is what I said when the Jazz rolled out their new uniforms. Hey, Let's not reinvent the wheel, but let's make something that that really touches on your history and your heritage and what the league's about. And like, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. But, you know, it is what it is, man. We'll 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 see. We'll see what the results are. But I do think if you put playoff seating on the line, you know, if, if you said, hey, if you win the in-season tournament, you get a three game bump in the standings at the end of the year, let's say, hey, that's that's a big deal for a lot of these teams that are on the bubble, man. I'm just five hundred thousand dollars to LeBron James. Is that a lot of money? No, it, like that. It, and what does that mean to a fan? Like, I don't think a fan cares that a player is getting half a million dollars. Uh, I, I mean, that that's just my opinion. But I, it just, I don't know. It it just feels it just feels not yeah. unique yeah. to me. Uh, Joseph Carruthers is a Blazer fan. This is painful to watch. I still can't believe he's, he's cooking, not bro. I can't believe he's not in Portland anymore. Buddy healed now at five three-pointers attempted. Yeah, he just missed one. Um, it just, let's go, Giannis. Get a layup. My man. Dude, playing bully ball down there. You got to get him going here. Uh, OG Gary, I'm so done with the NBA. I'm not interested in 157-153. Change the point format to one per the paint for all shots. For one point for all shots. That brings fundamentals and skill players back. I don't want a 7-6 dude knocking down threes. Um. Hocking up threes, excuse me. Uh, more offense is always going to mean more ratings. Mm -hmm. I, I think that much is very clear. 
There, there's almost no doubt about that. So for for my money, I think 157, 153. I think if you are if you are a jazz fan, last night was ugly. But if you're a Mavericks fan and Luca knocks down a uh, you know, a, a triple double in the first half. How are you complaining about that? And yeah, you know, and I obviously, me being me, I had Luca and Connor McDavid for more than six and a half three pointers made shots on goal last night. So I was obviously in a great place watching Luca do what Luca did. So yeah, you were very happy about that. I was pleased, even though I'm not a Luca guy. Uh, Dank Climb says, "What's an NBA exactly?" Uh, Kay, a game is a game, but money is money. Wow, I mean that is prophetic. Dude, that is just, deep. Um, I just think we can do better. Like, is, but what is, is better? I'm telling you, make these guys compete for playoff seating. For hey, dude, if you the winner, so the winner of the in season tournament. Oh, is, Giannis. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he, did he just dunk? What did he do? No, he threw it off the backboard and got an and one. Mm. Yeah, so. I, I think if it so the winner of the play the in season tournament you know, gets gets a milli and plus five games at the end of the year in the seating, let's say, or whatever. Uh, you know, and then second place gets a little less and third place gets a little less. Like, it's not that difficult to come up with. And and I just don't see why we just wanted to go for something as simple as, yeah, we're just going to give these guys more money. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, it, it can be better. Sean Rollins says, I miss David Robinson's of the NBA. Man, I had David Robinson's shoe. It was amazing. Loved David. He was one of my favorite players. James, I love the NBA, but it isn't as good as the 80s. I grew up watching Dr. A, Magic Bird, Worthy, Kareem, McHale, Parrish, and then the Pistons with Lambeard. Nobody likes the Pistons. Nobody. Nobody likes the Pistons. Uh, Spurs got so lucky. Robinson goes down. They have a crappy season. Get Duncan in the draft and a healthy Robinson back. Spurs There's the way. Well, they also had Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, many other dudes and bros that made a huge difference on those teams. And one of the better coaches in the history of the NBA and pop. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, Gary Wolf, I miss Tim, Tony and Manu. Nobody liked it. Are we Ginobili. having a funeral for the Spurs right now? Nobody like... liked Manu Ginobili. Nobody. Uh, Sean Rollins promoting Las Vegas for a new team. Players are excited to go there and LeBron's going to own that team. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. I'm t it, I think LeBron's going to own that team. Uh, update on prize picks. The number for Giannis is 53 points, rebounds and assists. He's at 34. Is that all? Yeah, that's all. I need my dude to get see. rebounding. I do, and he's got like twenty-seven. Is Price picks the same as at thirty-four. Yeah, let me let me double verify here. Let's hope. Uh, Cougar tracks. I don't watch anymore, but do they have defense in the NBA? What's defense? We, it's a wee fence. Uh, to Todd Father, it would be cool if all the cash went to charity for of their choice or something. Well, I mean, they have to earn something. Mm -hmm. I mean it. I, I don't have a problem paying them money. The problem that I have is it just doesn't mean more. It, it, there, it needs to be, it, it needs to be different opponents. Maybe like I have no problem including the G league or I don't know what that looks like, but it's gotta be something other than the same old stuff that we've always gotten. You know what I mean? Like you have to give me something special. Absolutely. And I don't think you're getting anything special. Why is Giannis out of the game? Now, I'm going to lose on prize the, picks tonight. The Bucks, I think, are gearing up for the fourth here. I don't know. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Adam Salamini, dank. Ha ha. Exactly. It's the NIT of the NBA. 
I mean, I just, I, I do think that defense is a problem. It, it is, it is a, it is a problem. There's no doubt about that. Teddy Wayman, sup guys. The IST is awesome. Uh, Did you just drop an bro, IST? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, hang on. The IST? Hang on. Hang on. If we're going to go with the IST. Oh, what are you talking about, man? It, uh, did you just come in here and drop a, a an IST on us? What the fuck are you? The five hundred grand is awesome for the end of the bench guys, and the stars want that for their guys. The courts are also awesome. Huge success in my opinion. Oh, I think it's been a success, no doubt. But for I don't and I'm admittedly a hardcore NBA guy. Like I force my wife to watch terrible defense on a nightly basis. <laughs> admittedly. And I am not apologetic about it at all. I, I'm not. Uh, James, if your NBA team wins a tournament game, that city's fans should get free tacos. Okay. All right, man. That's from uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> thank you. Are you like, are you, did you logistically think about yay! that? Uh, Teddy, they will change it up. Teams didn't have long enough to prepare the courts. It will be different next season. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, Greg Hawkins has been a member of the show for 11 months. Let's go, Greg. Greg, whatever happened to your lawyering situation, dude? Mm -hmm. Did you go full Harvey Specter on it? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, winner gets more balls in the draft lottery. Okay. I see that. Even that would be more competitive. Yeah. Um, Johnny Gonzalez. (laughs) What kills this NBA tournament? (laughs) I can't even read it. It's the fact that FSU can't get left out of competing. That was a masterpiece of dog shit. Way to work it in, dude. Nice job. Oh, I've heard that about you, Jake. Nice job, in. dude. Oh my it's God. Fun. That is, that is freaking awesome. That is, that is awesome. Dude. Oh, Mark Klee, Taylor Hendricks looks impressive the past two games. And as far as the jazz go, did you? God damn, Greg Hawkins. Apparently, you are lawyering somewhere. Um, Greg Hawkins gives us a hundred dollar super sticker. Appreciate you, Greg. Um, oh, I missed a couple. I apologize. Uh, Chris George gives us five dollars. I think the biggest fear is Michigan wins the Natty. They need to vacate it due to sign stealing recruiting violations. Sign stealer guy. I don't disagree with that. Realtor John Rollins. Good day to be a realtor. Uh, why did they fire the linebacker coach? Why did they cover up lo- and lie to investigators? Harbaugh has three years of cheating equals two six-year show causes, dude. Cheating, lying, and then playing the victim. I think anybody who believes that Jim Harbaugh is not going to get smacked is crazy. Mm-hmm. Cam Harrison. Cam mother Harrison. Wow. Stay hard. Okay. Wow. Love it, my guy. He says, uh, shout out to no- Mo Bamba. I missed that soundbite. Bro, I don't even know where that drop is anymore. It's bro. been we- too long. Oh, here it is. Shout out to Mo Bamba. It's been too long. Uh, Sean Rollins says, let's go, Greg. Appreciate you, Greg. Uh, Jeff's idea is brilliant. The winner of the in-season tournament gets 10 balls in the NBA draft. No matter how they finish, in theory, they could get a high draft pick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dank. Has no one picked up Connor Stallions during their coaching cycle? It's amazing he's still unemployed. Fine Steeler guy. I have no idea how that's possible. I I don't know how it's possible. Um, I think the one of the interesting storylines, by the way, also is uh this Bleacher Report top 50. I have a bone to pick with Bleacher Report. Oh boy. 
Now, you guys know that on certain lonely nights, and it gets cold in the wintertime, I admire Devin Booker. I'm a lot. My wife is going to Hawaii without me in April. <laughs> God, I hope the Suns play every day that week. Um, but you guys know that I'm a huge fan of Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Bleacher Report put out a list of the top 50 players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they ranked Devin Booker? 51st. Come on. Where do you think they ranked him? Um, probably between 8 and 10 because they're haters. How about 27th? What? That's bullshit. 27th. What? They said that, Hold on. that the Devinator. Dude, what? That Devin Booker is right now today the 27th best player in the NBA. You don't always have to be negative. And they're saying that. Because he's injury prone and he misses too many games. Get the hell out of here, dude. The whole league is injury prone. I, Lord. It is upset. Lori Marketing was 48th, right? And you look at some of the other guys on this Rudy Gobert, 46th. Marketing or Gobert? Marketing. And, and I think as we talked to Lemma Harrington today, I, I, I didn't mean to gloss over that. You guys understand that the Minnesota Timberwolves are playing the best basketball in the history of their franchise. Look at Giannis throw it down. Uh, They've been a pretty mediocre franchise for many years. I believe it is 13 straight days they've been at the top of the Western Conference, or in your case, the Eastern Conference. That's right. Boy, who remembers that? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. They've had the best record in the Western Conference for 13 straight days. That's the longest stretch they've ever had. I believe in their past, it was 10 straight days combined in the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, they're actually playing good ball. Right. Uh, So, Paolo Boncaro's 45th. I disagree with that. Franz Wagner, 43rd. Um, You look at, you know, what are some... Evan Mobley in Cleveland's 39th. Um, You look at Mikhail Bridges in Brooklyn, 36th. that's a joke. Uh, Hemi Butler, 34th. It, Kawhi Leonard, 33rd. Who the hell is making this list? Uh, it's This is a sign that the 32-year-old with a lengthy injury history is firmly past his prime, they say. Kyrie Irving, 32nd. Right? So you go down and you get to 27th and there's Devin Booker. Uh, injuries have limited the dynamic guard to just 11 appearances. Um, Booker individual component, uh, all leave him on the cusp of the top 10, but he can't be trusted because he's injury prone. So Chris Porzingis is a better player. My fucking ass. Zion Williamson at 25. Get the hell out of here. Dude. Uh, Alprin Sangoon. Phenomenal player, Alprin Sangoon. He's no Devin Booker, like, but he'll do. Donovan Mitchell, 23rd. Okay. Quick pause here. Dame's got the ball playing one-on-one basketball here. Ah, and he's going to drive to the basket. Damn it. And kick it. I'll kick it. Ah. And a layup is missed. Yeah. Bobby Portis lays it in. What a jerk. Uh, fortunately for his squad, Donovan has improved in other areas, effectively staving off a bigger decline. But he hasn't quite been able to match his scoring exploits from his inaugural season in Cleveland. 
All these guys better. Chet Holmgren's How are better you than Devin Booker. Chet Holmgren's better than Devin Booker, man. Holmgren's already playing like an all-star and the clear-cut rookie of the year favorite. Victor Wambanyama, hype be damned. Uh, scarily enough, he's only tapping into the full extent of his powers. Jalen I- Brunson at 19, better than Devin Booker. Dame Lillard, better than Devin Booker. Ant Edwards, better than Devin Booker. I, I don't get it. Like, this list is is terrible. I'd also point out Steph Curry's 13th best in this top 50. Uh, Steph Curry, aside from two absences, has been the exception. His playmaking has trended in the wrong direction, partially because it's been hard to trust his struggling teammates. Since his injury-shortened 20 campaign, Curry has posted uh, a 15.57 MP, MVP score. Um, his current mark at 12, uh, two, four, five would continue his slow decline. Mm. So they have Luka Doncic better. They have LeBron James better than LeBron Steph Curry. James is the ninth best player on this list. Maxi at eight, uh, Tatum at seven, Kevin Durant at six. The top five are Tyrese Halliburton. Dude, what are we doing, man? Giannis Antetokounmpo four, Joe third, Joel Embiid is third. Shea Gilgis Alexander seconds. Nikola, Nikola Jokic, Jokic dude, the best it's player such in the a NBA. Joke, dude. Come on, man. Is that what we're really saying? That I've... Nikola Jokic is the second best player in the NBA. So called. Or the experts. best player. What a and joke. Devin Booker's the 27th best player. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. Stop. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at the Advocates. The Advocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And you guys, I I continue to tell you that the advocates care about their community. And I know that everybody's like, well, they just want more business, bro. True. I think every small business owner wants more business, right? But the advocates put their money where their mouth is. And that's why they're partnered again with the road home, uh, working to uh, give the unsheltered community coats, jackets, gloves, hats, and blankets. And they're asking you for your phone uh, donations, a dollar, a hundred dollars, a million dollars, whatever you have between the couch cushions. Hit them on uh, Venmo at Advocates Donations. Advocates Donations on Venmo. All of your donations go directly to the Advocates. And listen, if you're in Utah, I would love nothing more for you to drop by the Advocates offices in Ogden, Murray, and American Fork. Drop off your coats, jackets, gloves, hats, uh, blankets. Drop them off directly to them. Say, hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Here's a coat for your clothing drive uh, for the unsheltered community. Because the advocates know how many people in the communities they serve are struggling financially. And maybe you're homeless. Maybe you're living in a car. Maybe you don't have access to a thermostat. Think about that. Put that in your head. Do you have a thermostat? There's a lot of people in this country who don't have a thermostat because they're homeless and they need coats, jackets, gloves, hats, blankets. Let's get together. Let's work with the advocates Make your donations at the Advocates Advocates Donations. You want to make a donation on the show? Uh, certainly, we are happy to pass that along. Uh, but I would prefer that you go directly to the Advocates on Venmo. Uh, their Venmo is Advocates Donations. And it's what I love about these guys, man. They genuinely care about people. And they're injury attorneys. They're empathetic. They work with their clients because there's nothing that the Advocates have not seen um, that you know, that that they can help you. They know. Listen, if you've been in a car accident, think about it this way. Your car's totaled. Dude, how long are you going to be without a car? 
hey, I'm, I, is my car going to get replaced? A am I going to get, hey, I broke my arm or I banged my knee or I have to, they're going to take all of that off your plate, right? You shouldn't trust your insurance company. If you get hurt at work, and I know everybody's boss is like, oh, dude, we got you. Don't worry. Your job's going to be here. We're going to pay you while you're hurt. Don't worry about anything. Just sign this document mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you how many people have said they're asking me to sign documents at work. Should I go to the advocates? Yes. Absolutely, you should go to the advocates. Uh, and Jen at the advocates just texted me, thank you, Tim Couture, uh, who donated $25. Phenomenal, you guys. Let's go. Phenomenal. Really appreciate you. Uh, let's work with the advocates at theadvocates.com. Hit them on Venmo. Advocates donations. Advocates donations on Venmo. Uh, they are partnered with The Road Home to provide people uh, who don't have a home or sheltered uh, with warm clothing to get them through the winter. Um, let's see. Dank Climbs. Injury attorneys empathetic with their clients and just as expensive as their therapists. Well, actually, at the advocates, they're not. See, because you never pay the advocates out of your own pocket. There's no consultation fees. And I think this kind of sarcasm is, is what is wrong with a lot of people who don't understand how injury attorneys work. It just prevents people from getting help. They just assume that, that, oh my God, I can't have to cut that. a check. Like, when I, like, come on, dude. I just got hurt at work. I can't afford to pay a lawyer. You don't pay the advocates anything. How many times are we going to make assumptions about, about the things you hear about on this show or in life? Drives me crazy. Like whether it's the advocates or, you know, Friday trading, you know, like dude, bucked up energy, dude. I can't tell you how many times we get asked, Hey man, is, is bucked up energy for real? Does it have all this sugar in it? Like, dude, we're telling you the truth. I promise. Yeah. Somebody asked me today, oh, bucked up. Do, do the buck shots have sugar in them? And I said, no. And of course, our sarcastic guys like, it's all got sugar in it. Mm -hmm. Do you read labels? I'm like, why would I tell somebody that has diabetes and is monitoring their blood sugar that, no, this doesn't have any sugar in it, if it had sugar in it? Like, Anyway, okay, enough venting. Uh, Cougar tracks. In the NBA, the amount of fouls you get depends on how big a star you are. Eh, to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Does a guy like Giannis get more calls than Pat Connaughton? Yeah, he does. Absolutely, he does. Uh, Micah says, I think the NBA needs to play less games per year. Put some more value and sense of urgency to win for stars to actually care by playing, say, 50 games a season. Well, now you can't make top dollar and you can't be all NBA. Uh, if you don't play 65 games a year. So I think they've addressed that exact thing. No doubt about it. Uh, Gary Wolf says, Connor becoming a multimillionaire sign-stealing how-to videos. He could do that. <laughs> Johnny Gonzalez, uh, Rudy microphone-touching guy, super spreader, gave the whole country COVID and shut down the NBA and OKC. It's 100% it's 100% his fault. Right. <laughs> he, he ended the globe. Hey, uh, anybody know uh, how COVID started? Yeah, Rudy Gobert, he touched those microphones and uh, um, he infected us all. Call, um, the, call the advocates, um, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that, will Rudy Gobert ever live down? No. Yeah, I don't Hell think he'll no. ever live it down. Hell no. I think he will always be that guy. And I saw that meme today. It's, it's the, it is the moment of his career because he's not a guard or a wing player that can go out and win a championship for his exactly. team. He's not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. And you get paid. And I give you a lot of, I give Rudy, a lot of people misconstrued me as a Rudy hater. I'm not a Rudy hater. What I am though, is a hater of people who say, God, this guy's a must have on a championship team. Cause he's not, 
but dude deserves credit for going out and getting the worst contract in NBA history. He's getting paid as a big in this league. Like, give the guy credit. Yes. Yes, he is the best rim protector in the league still, even in Minnesota. So that's why I say, man, like, no, you're never living that down. You mocked people. You touched the microphones, and then you your ass and the rest of your teammates wound up sitting in that locker room and getting yeah. drunk for like five hours. Yeah. Look at look at Gary Wolf. They've seen too many episodes of Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul <laughs> is not an <laughs> The advocates are they are very different than Better Call Saul. I if you're a lawyer, do you not hate suits in Better Call Saul? Are those two of your least favorite shows what? ever? Dude, I can I can quote Hackett <laughs> as a lawyer at my firm. I know reset. Oh my god. And that's the funny thing. Like when you I've known Matt Driggs professionally for since 20 for 10 years now. And I I know people you know, who like, obviously our listeners have, have used the advocates, whatever those guys are just, they're just legal experts. I mean, that that's the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing I say, and a lot of people were asking me in the comment section about empathy, the thing about the advocates is they know what you're going through because they've seen this so many no. times. Dame just bricked another three. Uh, so Jake is is on the verge of an injury. Uh, anyway, the point is, <laughs> the advocates, like, if you get hurt at work, they know that you're thinking about, hey, how am I going to pay my mortgage? Mm -hmm. Hey, how am I going to make my car payment? Uh, am I going to have a job? Like, they get that. So they're going to talk you through all of that. And they know that when you're worried about money, the last thing you want to do is reach into your pocket and pay a big retainer or a consultation fee. Do you guys understand you can go to theadvocates.com right now and chat with an attorney and it won't, won't cost you a dime right on their website. That's what I'm talking about. Better I by I should say better call Saul is an amazing great poll. Uh, it, it it is I, I'm a huge better. My wife does not like better call Saul. She is not a fan. I'm a little suits out in season six right now. Damn, you made it all the way to season six. Yeah, I took I, well, I've taken like a week since we got back from Hawaii. I've taken a week break. Yeah. On, on suits, mm -hmm. but I'll get back into it. I think this is a season where Mike goes to prison mm. and I'm not looking forward to that. Right. That I'm not looking forward to that storyline. Uh, Aaron Wilson bucked up is too legit to quit. I'm telling you bucked up is phenomenal. Um, let's see. Somebody was talking about, uh, OG Gary. I love how empathy is a selling point. What has humanity come to dude? But again, not all attorneys are created equal. Not all attorneys are created equal. We use attorneys in our business for contract law. And trust me when I tell you, you, you when you sit in front of an attorney, there's a big, there's like a highfalutin family attorney in our, in our office building here. Uh, and you see clients walk through the door. You see, like with this dude, you see people coming in that are getting divorced and have custody battles and they look down like they're Unhappy. scared. Unhappy. And they're walking out of here with a smile on their face. And like when, when you meet with an attorney and they can instantly like the, the thing about the advocates, when you meet with their attorneys or you talk with their attorneys on the phone or online or however, they'll meet with you however you want in person on the phone. They just have the ability to lift that weight off of you. And I'm telling you, it's a, it's a life-changing thing. It's a life-changing thing. Uh, Jeff Woodworth. Sorry, Aaron been driving, just smashed the like button. Uh, like a furry beaver. Okay. I mean, if you're a furry beaver listening to the show, the like button is ready for you. Uh, 
3,700 views and only 100 likes today. You guys, you're slacking. Let's go. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. Uh, if you are not subscribed, please do. Mike Smith, when lawyers are stereotyped as scum, empathy can be a huge selling point. I do think there is that whole thing. I don't know how we got into this conversation. I don't know either, man. I, I have no I have idea no how this idea. happened. Uh, but I think when we, when you, I, I hope nobody needs an attorney. I, I, honest to God, I hope you never get divorced, never get in a car accident. I hope you never get hurt at work. But if you do, trust me, not all attorneys are created equal. And the guys at the advocates, the, and, you know, I was watching the, the, the advocates have offices really across the country, but like their attorneys in Phoenix, like for all our Phoenicians, love you guys in Phoenix. They have a, they have a great office in Phoenix. Like they have a great office in Montana. It like throughout the state of Utah, they're just good people. Yes. And trust me, when you, when you are having, when you need an attorney, it's not a good day. When you get in a car accident and you're like, damn dude, my, my insurance wants me to sign all these papers. Does that feel good? That doesn't no, feel good. Hell no. It does not feel good. Jeff Woodworth, uh, Ollie uh, Gordon donated his Heisman to the less fortunate. <laughs> I believe that's correct. I believe that, it, you Damn. know, that's why he's not, um, you know. Johnny Gonzalez, the advocates bring this out in the chat. They do because trust me. It's real, man. It's real. It is absolutely real, dude. Uh, Taj Brooks greater than Ollie Gordon. I think that's very close. I think that's very, very close. Very close. Um, Dank says, oh, my God, Monty, I was kidding. The advocates are solid. Forgive me. Oh, you're forgiven. Don't ever do it again. That's bullshit. Don't ever do it again. Yeah, yeah. tread lightly, sir. Damn it. Uh, all right, can we talk real quick about John Rahm and Live Golf? Um, I am... <laughs> So you guys know I'm a passionate fan of the the game of golf, Galf. right? You got I it's think a... I think everybody knows this. It's not it's not reports anymore. John Rom did a press conference. He has joined Live Golf on a three hundred million dollar deal that I think is being reported at five years. He has been given his own team, and he is recruiting other PGA players to join his team. Is Live Golf still the stank that it was previously? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And the best part is with John Rahm, we don't have to wonder if John Rahm did a cash grab. Oh, he essentially admitted it. Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. It's that simple. Uh, I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. They're like, will I lifestyle change if I got 400 million? No, it will not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and I've lived a very happy life and not play golf again. So, and for a lot of people, I'm not going to lie, those next three, four years are worth basically their, their retirement plan they're giving them. It's a, it's a very nice compensation to then retire and sail off to the sunset. Um, what do you make of that, Jake? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's the biggest hypocrisy I, I have seen yet. I think that it's worse than... You know, it's worse than any of the guys who went over initially. I think it's worse than Phil. I think it's worse than way worse than Phil. I, I I think I think John, what John doesn't understand is that is that you can't come out here and rip all these dudes and you know say you don't need the money and basically go in on live and say it's the worst thing ever. And then what, a year later maybe or so? be going over there and having your own team. Like you didn't just join the live tour. 
You have your own team. Like, you're going all in on it. And I understand it. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like if someone called us and was like, hey, dude, we'll pay you, you know, between three and $500 million over the course of a couple years and, and to play golf on an amateur tour. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say I probably wouldn't go and do that. But I'm not the guy that ripped it and then would go and do it. That's the problem here for John. John is a face on the tour, a Masters champion, an ambassador of the game. And now you have gone to the dark side. And it really, really bothers me when guys do this. It bothers me that, that you know, we're, we want to sit here and go off of our initial emotion and say, man, this is horrible. This is like the worst thing ever. I would never do this. I would never, I would never take the money. Truth be told, I'm paid so well now that I could never play golf again and I could live quite well. So I'm never going to do this. And then what do we get? You went over there. And I look around sports and I say, okay, look at Shoei Otani. Shoei Otani's looking at a contract with whoever he decides to sign with of, of in excess of $500 million. So roughly the same money here. I mean, people are reporting John's initial contract is 300, but the total value somewhere around 500 million after he gets his team and all the equity stakes. So two guys who are going to get paid a ton of money, but two completely different situations. And it just bothers me that John Rahm, one of the biggest faces of golf has a, a very unique swing, a swing that everybody knows for its unique nature. Like this is not somebody who's just like hiding in the shadows every week and comes in like 30th on the tour every week. This is someone that can compete to win. And yet here we are, representing the brand of golf in a really poor way. So it just, it really disappoints me. It really puts me in a place where I just say, okay, cool, dude, you're dead to me. It's over. I don't respect you. Uh, I don't appreciate it. And and I wasn't really a big John Rom guy initially, but I'm even less of a John Rom guy now. More of a John Rom guy or more of a Florida State guy? Uh, breaking news out of college football, and it's a big one, Florida State. According to On3 Sports, thank you, Jimmy, uh, who texted me this story a minute ago. Florida State planning to boycott the Orange Bowl in, in response to being excluded from the college football playoff, uh, along with the Florida legislators, including Ron DeSantis, considering legal action against the NCAA and ESPN, alleging collusion. So, this is ridiculous. Um, if you boycott the Orange Bowl, you're punishing yourself because you're going to get sued uh, for boycotting the Orange Bowl. Uh, you're going to lose in court. I I don't I I don't understand this, and I'll continue to I'll continue to say this. We're in a position in this country where rules don't matter because as long as you don't like the rule, the rule shouldn't apply to you. That's the logic that we are using, it, whether it's Jim Harbaugh at Michigan or Florida State in the college football playoff. Florida State now wants to tell you that the rule that is in place at the college football playoff, where the selection committee can consider injuries to your best players as a reason to exclude you, which the committee very clearly did. Now, that rule shouldn't apply to Florida State, so we should be in the college football playoff, even though we're not one of the four best teams, and we are going to sue the NCAA, who is completely separate from the college football playoff, 
way to know the rules that don't apply to you. And ESPN, even though we have no ability to prove that ESPN and the NCAA colluded to keep Florida State out. Because you can't have collusion when in black and white in the rule book, it says the college football playoff committee has the right to exclude you because one of your best players is injured. Jake, I think this is just another one of these situations where, A, I don't believe that Florida State's going to skip the Orange Bowl. B, I don't believe that they're ever going to file suit because they cannot win, and I think they know that. I believe this is just puffing out your chest and bloviating, and it's absolutely a waste of breath. I completely agree. I think, you know, and I don't want to... I don't want to piss off people about DeSantis or politics or whatever, but I got to say this reeks of, of, of politicians trying to use sports to get a win in their narratives, in their circles, in their conversations. Oh my God, Florida state's a victim. I'm going to defend my constituents and I'm going to sue the big boys. Come on. I mean, is that not what this really just reeks of man? And, and and I love your point about how they're the they're planning on suing ESPN, the college football playoff, and the NCAA for collusion. And what's so obvious is they don't understand the lack of connection between the NCAA and the college football playoff. The NCAA has nothing to do with this, sir. Do you not get that? They have nothing to do with this. So the idea that you're suing the NCAA tells me you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And what what really bothers me, and, and I'm sure we'll get we'll get a statement out of you know ADs and head coaches shortly after this report is now out. But what really bothers me is that this is this is coming from politicians. Why are politicians involved in college football. You want to sit here. It's remarkable. And and I understand why Florida State fan was upset. Totally get it. All right, cool. We're, I'm pretty well past that portion of this conversation. I just can't justify politicians um, leveraging college football and an issue that's not really an issue in reality to gain, I guess, brownie points with their voters i guess because that's that's how this comes off to me because that's I agree exactly with you. how this comes off I, I agree with you the report says and it, the report says they're quote unquote planning to sue so we haven't even seen a suit so it's so funny we were just talking about the tv show the netflix series suits yes if you've watched suits you'll know exactly what i'm talking about the threat of suing is used all the time as a weapon to get yes. something done that you want done all the time. It's common practice. So, so it's no surprise to me that we're getting reports. We know the battle that is Ron DeSantis versus ESPN and Disney. We know, no, no. We know the battle that is Ron DeSantis versus Nikki Haley. This mm. is Ron DeSantis is a guy that's running for the president of the United States. He wants to be the Republican nominee. This is a publicity stunt. He's taken a million dollars in taxpayer money and allocating that to Florida State and a lawsuit with his Senator Rick Scott. And all this is for is publicity. There is, and, and, and I've looked into this, I've asked repeatedly, what grounds would Florida State have to sue? And nobody can come up with it because you're never going to be able to, to prove collusion. 
because there's and and everybody wants to point to the Kirk Herb Street picture where he's got the helmets behind him. Mm-hmm. And people are like ESPN knew beforehand. Well, they are the TV partner of the college football playoff. They are the ones that are broadcasting the the reveal show. Do you think they're not going to know hours ahead of time? Do you think they're not going to know as soon as the committee knows? How do you expect ESPN to produce a broadcast? How do you expect ESPN to create motion graphics? Do you think that happens in five seconds? They have to produce a show. They have to prepare their talent. They have to prepare to talk about matchups. Do you think that just happens inside of five minutes? Of course, ESPN knew before the broadcast. And I think it's so funny that that people believe, like the, the illusion, not to use confusing words The illusion here. of collusion. Yeah, the illusion of collusion is fascinating to me. And this is why I say, and I agree with you, this is never going to see a courtroom. Never. And the reason it's never going to see a courtroom is because this picture right here suggests nothing about collusion. And what they're going to say is, Oh, well, the helmets are there and ESPN knew. And oh my God, ESPN is doing what exactly? What it what is what, what are they colluding with right here? So so you're so the argument you're trying to make is that ESPN knew who the teams were who were going to the college football playoff. And, and, and to be specific, ESPN knew that Alabama was getting in over Florida State because Florida State's helmet in this picture, pictured in the bottom left corner beneath Washington's meant that. Florida State wasn't getting in. So here's the problem with that argument. The fact that ESPN knew who was in the college football playoff doesn't mean that ESPN colluded. Because what do you need to have collusion? You need value being transferred from both sides to each other. So, okay. So, all right. So ESPN gets what exactly out of knowing who gets into the college football playoff? They get more ratings? Well, not really because... They're just doing a show either way that they're contractually binded to do. And what you're saying is, if you're Florida State and you're going to sue ESPN for colluding to exclude you from the college football playoff, what you're saying is that you know you don't draw the ratings that Alabama and Texas do. That's what that I mean. That's that's what you're saying, right? Like you're you're saying, yeah, we know that we don't we don't draw. We we know that. In the most watched television games of the year, Ohio State and Michigan, Colorado and Oregon, Ohio State again, Notre Dame, Penn State, Ohio State again, Colorado again. Oh, there we are at 9.17 million with Florida State and LSU on ABC. Mm -hmm. So you're saying because Ohio State and Michigan drew 10 million more than your biggest game of the year? You you don't have a lake to stand on. You, You don't. And... Again, I understand Florida State fan, listen, it sucks. It's terrible. Jordan Travis breaks his ankle. He's out for the year. It's a massive loss. But the only mistake the college football playoff committee made was keeping you in in the, the top four after the injury. They should have removed you. There's no way to argue that you're one of the four best teams in the country without Jordan Travis. Because you're not. Your defense is good. It's not Alabama or Michigan good. Your offense is not good at all. We watched the the ACC championship game. You don't have Jalen Milrow. You don't have Michael Penix Jr. You don't have free Harbaugh, right? You, you, You don't have a Quinn Ewers. 
or behind Quinn, Malik Murphy. You don't have, I, and that was going to be my point. You don't have Arch Manning coming to the rescue. You don't have Xavier Worthy. You don't have five running backs. We watched the ACC championship game. We know what you don't have. And, it's not compelling. That's the problem. And I think it's so funny. You know, a bunch of listeners are sending me this picture uh, from Twitter. It's a, it's a tweet, actually, where Florida, the Twitter account for the ticket office of Florida State just yeah. yesterday is tweeting about how, hey, tickets are available. And what I find so funny, the reason I wanted to bring this up is you just said in this in this alleged suit that's coming that you're boycotting the Orange Bowl. So you're so Florida State's boycotting the Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl so much to the point where they did a, a sponsor deal with Taco Bell to sell tickets. So what what am I missing here? You're either boycotting, and this was some kind of huge scheme you had coming, or you're not, and you're just threatening, and you want a media. Um, Ass storm. No, what I, what I honestly what I think they're doing is they're fundraising. They're no different than any politician like George Santos fundraising on being expelled from Congress, or like they're, you're no different than any other politician doing what you're doing. You're getting your collectives. You're helping them raise money. Like you're, and the thing again that I think no Florida State fan wants to talk about. You're sitting here complaining about collusion. And lack of due process and rule breaking. What are you doing in the ACC, Florida State? Are you not colluding with the other members of the ACC trying to break the grant of rights? Are you not going outside of process? Are you not breaking rules to try and break a grant of rights so that you can go off and make more money? None of that fixes your broken ankle. None of that fixes the fact that college football playoff committee did their job. I, it's yesterday on the show, Florida State fans saying you're joining this new super conference. Uh, it doesn't work like that because mm -hmm. you're not leaving your current conference to join the super conference. It, it, you're just in a group with a bunch of other people that are not allowed to play by different rules. And, and this is which you already think you do play by different rules. And something that just kind of came to my head, too, now that this suit is being threatened, this is continuing a trend of, hey, we don't like we don't like it, even though it's not wrong. We don't like it. So we're going to sue. And and Michigan started this, dude. I, I have to say, Michigan set a precedent for this. We're going to threaten suit because that's what Michigan did. Right. Hey, we're going to we're going to sue you and try to get a TRO. We're, we're and we're going to go as far as to file suit. Because that's what they did. Michigan filed a request for a, a stay of a suspension, mm -hmm. went all the way to the process, and on the morning they were supposed to go to court, they dropped the case, mm -hmm. withdrew their request for relief because they knew they couldn't win. But do you think they raised a bunch of money? Do you think they got their boosters together? Do you think they drummed up a bunch of support for their football team going into the hardest part of their schedule? when they were going to the Fighting Paternos in Happy Ending Valley, and they were going to, to College Park to play Maryland, and they were coming home to play Ohio State? Do you think they drummed up a bunch of support? Do you think they drove more Michigan fans to get on the road? I think they did. Mm -hmm. What is Florida State doing? What do you want to bet? What do you want to bet that Florida State does not boycott the Orange Bowl? How's that Taco Bell money taste right about now? Better than a Chalupa, I would guess.
right? You're not giving back Taco Bell. Go play the damn game. (laughs) Go play the damn game. And you're gonna. And and I'm guessing that on three is not going to issue a retraction for this because they're the ones reporting it. And on three's got a bit of a history, right? Let's be fair. Let's be honest. I would agree with on three during the Pac-12 stuff reported some things. So it was completely false and not true. So you know, I, I I think that I don't know. I don't like this. I think it's a bad strategy. Uh, just like I said about the Michigan thing. I think it's a real it was a really rough strategy and you thought that and much like this you think you can play bully ball and the problem is there's no bully ball to be had when you're on the wrong side of the rule that's right the paperwork says what the paperwork says and there's no getting around it yeah I, I don't know how you fix this I truly do not I don't know if there is like at some point in our society we have to stop the first thing we have to stop doing is suing because we don't like the rule that is not in our favor. We have to stop doing that mm-hmm. because all we want to do is sue because the rule does not support our desire or our, our desired outcome. That doesn't mean that you can waste a million dollars of taxpayer money, Ron DeSantis in Florida, giving a million dollars to the effort to, to overturn this ruling. That doesn't mean that. Uh, 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 that truly does not mean that. Correct. And it is, it is, uh, is, is the word disheartening. It really is. It's, it's disappointing. disheartening. It's disappointing all the way around. It is disheartening to me that we continue to live in this world where we think that rules shouldn't apply to us. Even though they weren't applied to us unfairly, even though there was no broken process, we just think that rules should not apply to us. And, and it is fascinating to me. It's fascinating to me. Your thoughts on this? Um, right now, by the way, I tell you in prize picks, Giannis needs 53 points. He's at 49. 49, and they're down eight points with 48 seconds to go. Yeah, Giannis isn't coming through with that 52 and a half, I don't think. Damn. Thanks for encouraging that, you jerk. Uh, Shoute, crying me a river with Florida State is baby they can't get in the college football playoff spot. I would agree with that. And Donuts, NIL killed bowl games. Not in this case. This isn't an NIL fight, in my opinion. Gumby fresh out. I don't trust it if I didn't hear it first on the Monty Shogram. There you go. I appreciate that. Jack says breaking on three guys demoted to on four. <laughs> uh, Joseph Harper, FSU boycott caught and gain until they rename the Orange Bowl the Preparation H Butthurt Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's I, – I could be wrong. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. The Christie says Giannis has 49. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the rules don't apply to Alabama. How's that? Yeah. Uh, Ron Nolan, Yokiero, Taco Bell. I believe they do. Uh, Sean Rollins, ouch. William Bailey, this is the new way of, of liberal thinking in an otherwise great country. Uh, Ron DeSantis is a hardcore conservative. What do you mean liberal thinking? Uh, is Florida a liberal state? Oh, is Rick Scott a liberal? Mm-mm. Yeah, 0 for 2 on that one. What do you mean liberal thinking? Rules don't apply to us. If you disagree, there's no argument. Our way is the only way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the leading nominee for the conservative party, the Republicans, just said yesterday he doesn't care. The rules don't apply to him. So I'm not really sure where that's coming from. Um, Joseph Carruthers, FSU is 13-0. 
right? Without their best player, they're not one of the four best teams in the country. They're 13 and 0. They are. And what you is still that? haven't answered the question about, hey, how do the rules not apply to Bama? That, I'm still waiting. Yeah, because they do. Uh, hi, J2H. Oh, what's up, dude? Be please bring some Jules. levity, please. Uh, how do you boycott a bowl game your conference is contractually tied through to 2025? So does the ACC counter? Does Georgia and SEC counter? I'll let the legal beagles comment. This is so not going to happen. The money that you are going to lose makes this prohibitive. There, there's just no way to do this. Mm -hmm. There's no way to do this. Jeff Woodworth, Taco Bell goes down fast, comes out faster. Yes, it Damn. does. Oh, God, Gumby. Um, Je Vaudray Taco Bell, I have no idea. Turbo Tacos, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm officially done. It's over. 49 is where Giannis will finish. They could be trying to ice the kicker with Georgia, as is ice them and then play them so they can win and have <clears throat> something to stand on. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Steve says FSU gets beat by the top four every single time without Jordan Travis. And arguably with Jordan Travis. Mm -hmm. uh, Joseph Carruthers, a 2020 season national championship. Who cares? We're talking about 2023-24. This is what I mean. Like Michigan fan, Florida State fan, like you guys all want to like go back in time. What does one got to do with the other? Who cares? Who cares? You're not Florida State, one of the four best teams in the country. Not without your quarterback. We watched the ACC championship game. You can't get away from that. You're not one of the four best. Well, 13 and 0. You're Damn. not one of the four best teams in the country. Well, we're 13 and 0, bro. So is Michigan. Are they one of the four best teams in the country? Actually, they are because their quarterback's healthy. Mm. Free, free Harbaugh is going to play. Uh, Jordan Travis is not. He's not. Uh, Jay Brandon, locked on Big 12 guy today, was hollering about who cares. Uh, Mark, comes from watching too much Newsmax. Very right. much could be. Right. Very much could be. Uh, Mike Smith, that's a brilliant idea. Taco Bell could make a taco that's two times the size of the normal one and call them Turbo Tacos. Yay! You should go pitch that. Uh, and donuts, people chasing money via the portal, sitting out bowl games, et cetera. I, I have no problem with that. I don't think that – I just – I think we want to vilify college football players for doing the exact same things we would do. Because mm -hmm. if somebody was throwing money at you when you're 20 years old, are you going to say no? I'm not. Sorry. If you want to make me a lifetime millionaire at 20, I'm I'm all here for it. Where yep. you, what school you want me to go to? I'm here for it. Mike Smith, LOL J2H. Jake Two Holes has a code name now. That's right. Yes, he does. Uh, UW fan Jim, out west, we have always been told the Heisman is for the best player on the best team that performs in the biggest games. Penix is that, but now it's just about the stats because JD's on Blue Blood BS. Michael Penix should win the Heisman Trophy. He will not. He will not, in my opinion. That's just me. Uh, Sean Rollins, 13-0 versus Crab Legs. <laughs> and apparently Uber drivers in the, the fast food. <laughs> How you doing, Jameis? Uh, Gumby Fresh Out, Turbo Taco Power. 
Jimmy Autzen, Florida State is smart. They'll screw the Orange Bowl. And in not showing up, they stay undefeated and avoid getting their butts kicked. And then they get sued. Breach of contract. Argument's over if you get beat by 30 by Georgia. And the point is, that's actually a rule that you're breaking. It's it's quite literally called breach of contract. Giannis really is going to finish at 49. What a prick. <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah, and uh, my boy Buddy Heald finished at six attempts. Oh, now I need Anthony Davis and uh, Brady Kachuk to come through huge. Nah, you'll get the Brady Kachuk. We will get the Brady Kachuk one. Oh, I knew I should have gone less. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, if you can break the Orange Bowl pack, the next mountain to climb is the media rights deal. That's what I'm saying. It, it's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Yeah. Like Florida State... I don't envy Florida State fans. I don't, I feel terrible for the players on that team. But you did not get screwed. There was no injustice. Stop acting like a victim. Stop. It just, it makes absolutely no sense. Joseph Harper asked the Pac 12 how that worked out when UCLA pulled out of the Holiday Bowl. They're in the middle of a lawsuit, mm -hmm. they're being sued. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Uh, Maury Alvarez, BYU is the best team in the country because of 1984. That's bullshit. Well, you know, like, how come BYU is not in the, in the college football playoff? Did that you was guys... a masterpiece of dog shit. Yeah, did you see what happened in 1984? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Wolf, Bama deserves to be in the college football playoff. They beat number one That's after all. That's what I'm all. saying, dude. They beat the best team in the country, like. Take stop, your ass let, home, dude. Gary, if you could stop applying facts to the conversation, that'd be great. <clears throat> that'd be great. We clearly, the sanctimonious and the and our friends and I can't. There is no question. Yeah, I can't do that. Uh, Gumby fresh out. When I was 20, I had no money. Easy answer. Exactly. Mm. I feel dirty for having said that. Uh, Jeff, Colorado just said they would play in the Orange Bowl if F FSU chickens out. <laughs> not chickens out, tacos out. FSU's not walking away from the bowl game. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just don't believe it. And I would, in fact, love, love to see any, anybody, anybody go and say, oh, yeah, we're doing this. We're not playing in the orange. So not only did so your players got screwed by the college football playoff, but now you're going to take an orange bowl game away from them. You think that's the answer to we should be in the college football playoff. So we're going to not play in the orange bowl. One of the most prestigious bowls in college football. Yeah. I, I think that's a really terrible idea. Yeah. I do. Ooh, Manny Diaz officially hired by Duke. Uh, that means that only the Tulane job remains open. Boy, that was fast, right? That was that was fast. And I would also point out that no other. We'll see. No, yeah, nobody I, else is reporting this. Yeah, I'm. I just. This is such a made up. Come on now. Uh, CJ Vance, a member for nine months. Okay, let me pull it out. Here we go. Uh, Shouty, Texas 05, Vince Young is better than USC. That's every day. You know. Uh, is better than FSU. He, they probably were. They were. You know. 
Uh, Joseph Carruthers, sorry, Monty. Dame finished four of nine from three. That's great. That no, means no, that's that Brady fine. Kachuk, that's really good. Yeah. Because that means Brady Kachuk's only got to get four shots on goal. Yep. God, Giannis is such a... Still in a great place here. Can still win. Can still, you know, can still get my money back plus 12. Anthony. Anthony Davis. Freaking Davis. Anthony Davis has got to come through for me. After the street clothes, Davis. Shout a Georgia is getting ready to play FSU. Yes, they are. Sorry, Florida State. Uh, they're getting uh, FSU needs to save all its money and not get involved in any lawsuits if they want to sue or pay to get out of the ACC. Come on, Seminoles. Quit being stupid. You know, they're never going to court and they're going to play the game. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary says, get out of my way, dude. Yeah, I mean that's 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 what I'm inclined to say too, bro. That is what I'm inclined to say. All right, can we end the show um talking about Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift is Time Magazine's person Hiscock. of the year. Hiscock. No. <laughs> no. Why do you do that? Why why do that's you... where this is going? Why do you try to oh Tay Tay? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Tay Tay. I mean, even though you're a hot knife through butter with every musician in the world. I'm so bricked up right now. So the best part about this interview is she actually talked about Travis Kelsey. Daddy. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Sorry, my bad. She actually talked about Travis Kelsey. Trav. Trav <clears throat> and every you guys remember the Fuhrer over oh my god their first date was in a Chiefs game she said you guys are all stupid <laughs> she said that they had been dating for a significant amount of time before she went to her first Chiefs game yay um that he had been between the uprights for many 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 months macaque What is wrong with you? Bro, you made a euphemism. I had to play a drop. Come on. Anyway. Anyway. Um, Trav had been committing personal fouls against the Swifties for a very long time before that first game. Right. And my feeling is she says that she's become a huge football fan now and she's been missing out her entire life. Don't lie to me. Until he went deep on her. Right. Like he ran a go route. The seam route. Yeah. Uh, any, my, you know, I think um, I did it every time. I'm really curious what the burnout factor is on Swelsey, because I I do think it's interesting that Travis Kelsey is not really, he's not really, you know, talked about, and he won't talk about it on his podcast with his brother. Like they did. They clearly, both of them listen to the Monty show, though. Uh, Jason and Travis Kelsey on their podcast. I don't know that there is a right answer to this. Because yeah. in my heart it's of tough. hearts, I think the SEC champion should be in the college football playoffs because the SEC is by far the best conference in football. So I think it's not fair, in my mind, to leave an SEC championship champion out of the playoffs. So, I mean, this is the problem with the playoff situation. There's no matter how many teams you have, there's going to be somebody usually that has a case for being in it. Any questions? Obviously, the Kelsey's listen to the Monty program. Obviously. 
I love the Kelseys. I think Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey are phenomenal. You really do. I I I do. I I think Jason. I think Jason Kelsey is vastly underrated. Travis Kelsey is a little left of center in that I feel like his outfits are terrible. But he's a hell of a tight end. Mm-hmm. So from what I understand, Taylor Swift is as well. But like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like this thing with with Taylor Swift has changed Travis Kelsey. How so? Oh, I think it's raised his image exponentially. He has got millions and millions of Swifties, bro, <laughs> who just love that guy now. Travis Kelsey jersey sales through the roof, making him millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I just think it's raised his profile. He's a different guy now. He has our full respect. I just think that is what it is, right? Yeah, I, I think that. You know, so Taylor Swift being Time Magazine Person of the Year, I think is proper. I mean, she's been the rage. You know, every every day we hear something new about, you know, early in the year it was, hey, her heiress tour drove the economy in L.A. Like, you know, because so many people went and saw her. Like, I think that that her music is okay. It's not my favorite, but it's not certainly not my least favorite. And I think... She's really smart in the sense that you don't really hear about her ever. You only ever hear about her when she's doing her thing at concerts, you know, performing, or she's at the football game. That, Like, you notice you never see Taylor Swift in the middle of drama. You never see Taylor Swift, like, in any type of issue. What's wrong? Brady Kachuk, after one period, has zero shots. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the city of Ottawa. I hate everything about Ottawa. (laughs) Now I hate the city of Toronto because they're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Damn it. No, you can leave that playing because Boss Frog has a comment. Speaking of Taylor Swift, Monty, you remember two or three months ago, the over-under bet this relationship would end before Christmas? You're 19 days away. Pay the piper. <laughs> well, I don't remember the bet. I remember yeah, what saying even that. was the wager, dude. I don't know. What, excuse me, the position. The yeah, position. what was the position? I don't remember what the position was. I mean, Travis remembers the position. Uh, I believe it was the A guy. <laughs> um, but you know, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> So, do I think it's cool that she's time person of the year? It doesn't really matter to me. But, yeah, I think it's spot on. OG Gary, Travis really put Taylor on the map, yo. Mike Smith, Jason Kelsey is starting to look like McFoley. Starting to? You know. Uh, Dank, uh, Travis Kelsey is left of 40 on the IQ scale. Apparently, he's not. The dude is brilliant. Maury Alvarez, Amani program is the top sports talk show on YouTube. I agree with that. YouTube says we're top 5%, just saying. Yeah, we, we got another notification today. So, life is good. And donuts. Taylor dresses him, and not well. Not well. Because it's garbage. Not well. You know. Uh, it's fine. Jeff Woodworth, Mr. Sacco. What the hell does that mean? Okay. Okay. That's fine. Uh, Sean Rollins, can you say child support? Trav, get me the hell out. Yeah, we're not making any changes. 
Uh, William Bailey, Boss Frog should be Person of the Year. Taylor Swift, according to Jeff, wins Time Magazine Person of the Year. Ollie Gordon wins Time Magazine's Greatest Person ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie Gordon is going to live forever on this show. We need to get him on. Mm-hmm. Delaric, Jason is the cool uncle or neighbor, and Travis gives the vibe, I'm a douche, even though he may not be. How is he a douche? What did he ever do to you? Yeah, like how how does how does that work? You're a douche. Uh boss frog steak team money Monty. I've got a memory like a hard drive. Stay hard. I mean, we're going the Mastros. That's fine. Okay, so you guys may or may not know this. Mm-hmm. And Jake, where's your where's your right here, where's bro. your shaft? Bro, uh, chill. What? Good so lord. You guys may or may not know this. This weekend we're going down to St. George to play Copper Rock. Uh, and Jake's birthday is coming up and I may or may not have gotten scammed on Instagram out of a, uh, Scotty Cameron putter for Jake's birthday. Mm-hmm. They can't see that. Oh. Um, but we made that right last night. Whoa. Got Jake hooked up with a, uh, Newport two mm-hmm. Scotty Cameron. Thanks to our friends at the PGA superstore. A super select. It is. And, uh, I even got him the super stroke handle mm-hmm. grip. Now you gotta put it on the put it on the ISO real quick. And so uh, the camera will. Uh, you know, can can they see? No, nah, really. Uh, yeah, there it is. Hey. There it is. Hey. So we got him a. I, we got him a slim. Can I, okay. So There's it's this. just a two. Yeah. Uh, I have a Newport two and a half Super Select. Jake's got a two. It's got the plumber neck on it, which mm-hmm. is great. So and, Jake, Jake and yes. it's got the Super Stroke because of course stroking on this show is. You know what we do. Yeah. So you know, you gotta get strokes, right? So you know, I, I you did really well. This is a great gift. Dude. I agree. Yeah, and I it's agree. even got the the uh, the Scotty head cover right here. Yep. You can read that. Yep. Kind of hard to read. Great putter. Great putter. Phenomenal putter. So this weekend we're going down to Copper Rock. So tomorrow morning we will be doing a morning show. Monty in the morning. The Monty program. Uh, we'll be on at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern tomorrow morning. What time, Arizona time? Exactly. Um, and then we're heading down to the GZ to play some golf. Mm-hmm. Quick in and out, just like Trav. Um, uh, and, uh, a lot. And then um, <laughs> the 19th, we head to Las Vegas. Um, I've got some good golf coming up. I, up. We're out of here. So let's talk about the progress on the range real quick. Let's so so the range has been pretty good lately. We're excited about this. Yeah. The range has been very good. Um so it's we live in Utah where it is winter, so it is cold. 99% of golf courses are closed. Mm-hmm. But we have a great range called Golf the Round. And we have the best golf coach ever, Darren Ingram up at Canyons Golf. And Darren's been working with me on my swing. And I have put in a ton of effort. And with what Darren's taught me and the effort I have put in at the range, um, I've really seen a big jump in progress this week. In really the last 10 days. I bet you I have probably had six range sessions in the last 10 days. Mm -hmm. And they're all about 200 swings apiece. And it's really made a a big difference. So now I can actually draw the ball, which if you don't know, means the ball goes from your right to your left. I know how to fade the ball, which is from your left to your right. 
and I'm working. Uh, my real problem is I'm banging irons right now. Like if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you see that I'm really hitting my irons well. Like I had a six iron, uh, 215 yards with a ball speed of 130 miles an hour today. Like I am really hitting, and that was a power draw. It was beautiful. Um, my issue is the forward and the driver are completely different circumstances. So I've really struggled to control my driver. I, I had been a terrible fader, like not a slice, like Jake plays a slice off the tee or had been. Mm -hmm. Um, I am more of just a high fade, which when I'm going good is actually fine. But when it's bad, dude, I, I am in the weeds. I am in really just bad. It's just uncontrollable. It's too far to the right. So now, and I haven't played golf in, uh, man, when's the last time we played Hawaii? Yeah. Is the last time, uh, like two weeks. It's been, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I played golf. Uh, we're going to play Saturday at Copper Rock down in St. George. Um, but now I am controlling my driver and hitting it much further. My ball speed is above 160, and I am usually about 280 to 300, depending on the rollout. And it's, it is a today I hit two really good fades. Today was a weird day with the driver. Mm -hmm. The first 35 swings with the driver were cash, the next 40 swings were disastrous, like shanking. I, I haven't shanked a drive in I don't know how long. Months. Today, I had like five straight shanks where the ball went about 30 yards. It was ridiculous. And then the last 25 swings were brilliant, mm -hmm. just crushing the ball. I had a 272-mile-an-hour, 310-yard drive in cold conditions this morning. 172 miles an hour. Yeah, what did I say? 170. I'm sorry, 170. Yeah. So, like yesterday, I had a, a – a, well, I guess what is today? Thursday? Tuesday. So Tuesday at 178 mile an hour drive, like when I'm getting it, I'm getting it now. And all of my drives are now left fading back to the middle or straight. I have not consistently been able to draw the ball off the team. Yeah. And I think drawing it with the driver is difficult to do if you're a fader, you know, it's you very really difficult. have to work on that path. It is difficult. Bryce Martin says with ball speed like that, I feel bad for your wife. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, Gary says, uh, Gary Wolf, Monty struggles with the woods, Viagra to the rescue. Well, stay hard. Yeah, thankfully, that's not a problem. Uh, Gumby, fresh out. I get better ball speed uh, than most 20 year olds. I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I've heard that. I've heard that. Jeff Woodworth, I don't let other men handle my clubs. Macaque. OG Gary, I hate hitting left. Pisses me off now. I'm telling you. Uh, best steakhouse on the strip is the steakhouse at Circus Circus. Oh, oh, I do declare that's incorrect. I've been to the steakhouse at Circus Circus. I think the one you're talking about. Mastro's? The liquor is better, dude. I think the total package at Mastro's is better. The treehouse, better. Uh, the service, better. Uh, I agree. The martinis, better. The butter cake is undefeated. It is the best. It is the best dessert at a at a high end steakhouse in Vegas. And really, I think the butter cake is the best dessert I've had at a steakhouse. In totally agree, yeah. I, it's the best dessert of a restaurant I mean, I've are, been to. Are there, but are there really any? Well, there are. There are bad steakhouses, but you know, I think Mastro's. 
I, I, I cannot wait. Yeah. I can Super excited. Wait. Yep. Sam's going to be our, our server. Like, you know, uh, boss frog, the win is a short course. So leave the driver in SLC King Kong. It's about 6,700 yards. Oh yes. Oh, is I that am, all? I am aware. Forward city, baby. Let's it go. Is. It is two sixty with the forward. I like yeah. that. Hell yeah! I'm going to uh, Sakura Japanese Steakhouse in St. George next Thursday. Okay, I have not Ted. been. I've not been, dude. Teddy, you, you're just you're you're balling lately, bud. Yeah, i i am uh, I am excited about that. I am excited about that. Teddy, you got to let us know how that goes. Yeah, the win is interesting. I'm excited to play win golf. It's I've wanted to play for a while. Um, I'm also going to play Wolf Creek alone on the way back. Mrs. Monty and I are going to play. Um, I think I play Wolf Creek on the 30th. So I'm playing Copper Rock this weekend. Then the 20th, uh, I am playing with Mo and Jake at the win. Mm -hmm. Then I think we are playing at Anaheim Hills. Or uh, I'm trying to get a tee time at, I can't remember the name of that course, Pelican Hill. Pelican Hill, yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But Jake can't really golf. He's not allowed to golf with me anymore. There are rules in his life. Right. Uh, so we're going to try and figure that out while he's in Los Angeles for 15 minutes. And then on the way back, Mrs. Monte and I are going to Wolf Creek and Mesquite. And I am stoked yep. for Wolf Creek. I am super you stoked about that. You should be super stoked. Uh, Boss Frog, Jake needs to fix. Uh, Jake, you need to fix your slicer. You're going to chase your ball down Sands Avenue. I think I've largely fixed it. Yeah, you're. He's he's not a slicer anymore. Uh, James, best dessert pumpkin cannolis at Delmonico's in nah, Orlando. Nah, no, nah, butter cake at Mastro's. It ain't close. It, it, it's not close. Delmonico's is overrated. And bro. as and as an Italian, I I think it's very hard to find good cannoli. But, you know, leave the gun, take the cannolis. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, my only dessert at a steakhouse is a baked potato. Sweet. James Knight says, take care, everyone. See you, James. Good to see you. Aaron Wilson, I'm so happy you guys get to hang out. We do need we do need some time. Like, this year has been a grind. Mm. And we've been working on a deal, really several deals here for the last couple of months that have been just grinding our faces off like, you know. Golf is therapy. Yeah. Bryce Martin. Um, don't let her control your life like that, Jake. It only gets worse with a ring. Here we go. That's what I've been telling him. Here we go. So the receptionist in our office building yeah. was telling me today, like she she was telling me she's on hinge. Yeah. She had a hinge date last night right. and got food poisoning at a sushi you joint. You didn't mention that. She got food poisoning at a sushi oh. joint. And she said, I think I'm done with Hinge. I've had a couple of bad dates. I said, Jake is this Hinge king. Yeah. You use Hinge prolifically. Or I did. do. It is my go-to choice if I need to find someone. It, it, yeah. Uh, I'll be in Mesquite next Friday. What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing what are you down doing, in bro? other regions? Yeah, what guy? are you doing, bro? Uh, Boss Frog, I've had Mastro's in Houston quite a bit, so I may be spoiled. Have you been to the Treehouse? Have yeah, you been the to City Center Mastro's in Vegas? Dude, the Mastros in Vegas is just cool because of the treehouse and the feel of it. It is just, it's very the unique. Yeah, the ambiance is elite. It is. It is. You know. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Wolf Creek is uh, too target golf for me. Well, I mean, you gotta, be, you gotta be, well, you gotta be accurate. You gotta be accurate. No doubt. Uh, Gumby Fresh Out says I miss Sizzler. I do not. Uh, <laughs> 
Derek Roche, the best steakhouse is Lehigh. Okay. Uh, and Lehigh is my house. I am not, not going to lie. Uh, this summer, I we need to do steak on the Traeger. We have yet to do steak on the Traeger. We have yet to do strike on the... the yeah, I would agree with that. I want to play Bountiful Ridge. Okay, let's play, dude. Let's play. Let's do it. Teddy's going to Mesquite. Uh, company getaway going to be gambling, bro. Let's All go. Right, You're going to have positions. Let's go. Uh, Boss Frog, yes. Seriously going to ask me that, Monty? I don't know. You seem anti-Mastros to me. You seem anti-Mastros. That's all. The only Mastros I'm anti is the one in Scottsdale. I am not a big fan of the well, Mastros. there's two in Scottsdale. Well, the City one, Hall. The one City in City Hall, Hall sucks. brutal. It's terrible. The Roots Chris in, in Scottsdale is far better. Uh, but, but it just like, depends. The problem is, see, here's my deal. This is my thing with Salt Lake, dude. Salt Lake needs a Mastros because my issue with Roots Chris is that it is good. The food they have is good, but their their martini game is weak. It's Terrible. weak, dude. And that's what puts me over the top with Mastros. Yeah. I love the Dreamberry and finishing with butter cake just owns it. Oh, please don't say that word, Dreamberry. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Wilson, I suck at golf. Uh uh golfing. My I'm good at eating steaks. Well, that's something there you to go. be good at. James says I sent pics of the cannoli to your ex account. Okay. Okay. Aaron Wilson, uh, we all need to figure out a Monty show meetup this summer. Well, at some point, I mean, we've got to, go, we're going to be in Dad. I, I mean, I love Dad. I got to play the Cowboys golf course. <coughs> Tarrant uh, County. Tarrant County, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Woodworth, better finding a girlfriend on Hinge than on OnlyFans. Do, do people really use OnlyFans? I'm stunned by this. I, this. So did you guys see, I think my wife sent me this story. There's a guy on OnlyFans who was tipping this girl like $30,000. No, I sent this to you. Yeah, I sent this to you. And he's like, hey, man, um, I thought we had something special. That's why I gave you all that money, and I want to give you the rest of my money. But we need to meet in person. Hey, guys, she does porn. Everybody feels like it's something different and special. <laughs> dude and and again i just had, now i've never actually looked at OnlyFans. i will be completely honest with you i yeah. am not a consumer of pornography i think it is the great destroyer of men mm -hmm. but if you're paying some girl thirty thousand dollars to perform pornography for you can you not can you not get on whatever that the uh, the one that's blocked here the pornography porn hub can you knock it on porn hub well no this is it's what, free dude this isn't is what it, I right it's say. free this isn't this isn't this isn't about the price of admission that's not what this is about especially for dudes like this in this story this is about you want personalized service yeah i would agree with that that's what you want you don't want you're not interested in hopping on any of these websites and looking at content you you want hey i'm paying you to do something for me something uh, you know whatever you're you know, cup of tea is. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. All I'm saying is if you're, if you're paying a, a, a person, a performer, they're called performers, according mm. to this article, $30,000. And you want to, he's, I think he said he wants to give her $400,000 more <laughs> because he feels they have a special personal connection. That's different. Mm. You're an idiot. Agreed. You need help. You need help. You've got to get help. Maury Alvarez, when you are down here in Florida, are you coming over for brisket? Perhaps. 
Uh, but that won't be for another year. Uh, we have, you know, we actually have some good trips planned. This Vegas trip. Um, then we're going to LA. Mrs. Monty and I are going to, she's going to Hawaii to do this, this, um, triathlon with her sister. What? I don't know. Then we're supposed to go to Kauai in June to golf at Princeville. And then, um, yeah, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Uh, Joseph Carruthers, you can't buy a relationship. Nope. No, you can't. Um, Aaron Wilson, I'll go fishing with you guys for a hundred K. Will it be something special and different or should I just FaceTime you and you can pay me a hundred K and then you'll feel different. Bryce Martin, big 12 media days next year would be a good opportunity for a meetup. We should do that. Absolutely. We should do that. But you know, uh, Oh, it, dude, what are we doing? I don't know. We, we have to go. We have to go. Because you have to go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for your 30-day $10 trial membership. That $10 is a charitable donation. I wish I knew how to do the voice. I don't know how to do uh, the voice. I don't voice. know how you did that. I don't yeah. know how to do the voice. I have no idea. I don't know. We turned on the machine today, and it was me and, like, some kind of filter. <laughs> What are you doing, OnlyFans now? Yeah, apparently. Uh, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Until tomorrow morning at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.